Welcome to Wednesday Comics. You are listening to Wednesday Comics, brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, Rainbow Comics, Cards, and Collectibles, and WednesdayComics.com. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, we have the Zach of the Wednesday Comics universe, Alex. Hello. And across me, we have Jason himself. Garrett, how you doing? Hey, I appreciate that, except these people don't know what that reference is about yet. And I am Billy Cranston, your Blue Ranger. You know why? Brings behind the operation. <laughs> if I had to pick you as a pioneer, I'd pick Blue. I was thinking about that. Who would we all be? Because you know who is the smartest back here. <laughs> That's why I picked you. You're actually the most knowledgeable. I'll give you the most. I'll give you that. I'm not even. Yeah, I guess I would. I would. I would actually I would pick give, blue. I would give I Alex gonna, tr- uh, yellow. <laughs> I was going to give you black. Black. Because I think you're you're more fun loving than I am. I'm cool with black. I get an axe. And that an eight-legged mastodon. That's the that's my favorite part, not in this thing, but in Whoa. the whole. We'll talk about it later. In the whole series, he actually yeah. had black. Oh, the series, right? All hey, right. you know, there's five more movies. He, and oh, spoilers again. Sorry, yeah, we're, we're uh, it's hard. It's hard to keep this talking. Power Rangers at the end of the movie. Stick around for that. A review at the end, at the end of the show. At the end of the show, not movie. You keep saying movie. We're not a movie. This is not a movie. This is not be, a movie. But we could be. This would be called clusterfuck <laughs> movie if it was. <laughs> So, uh, how'd the week go? Did you guys see, what did you guys do this week? Comic related. Not comic related. Whatever you want to talk about. Well, fuck. I'll tell you what, though. I feel like I'm you, you, watch, you watch Iron Fist? Any of it? Nope. Because nope. I keep hearing... Nope. Bleh, eh, bleh. I'll just say this. I won't say a lot up the top. We talked about Iron Fist last week. But uh, Iron Fist might come up a lot at the end of the show. We talk about Power Rangers, but... Okay. I'll just let you know that. But my feelings on the first five episodes, am I, t- am I going to give it any feeling? I'm going to say that it is... Uh, can you say a rating of Iron <clears throat> Fist in the face? Like, you want to give me a rating? I was going to say it more. Like the first five is like four Iron Fist to the face out of ten. I was going to give it two uh, adjectives. Disappointing and mediocre. <laughs> mediocre. And mediocre. For just five episodes, though. It could get better. There's still, how many? Eight left? The only way that show could get better from what I heard is that chicken naked. <laughs> Always naked. This is what this guy thinks about. <clears throat> 24-7. You know what? We watched every single James Bond Colleen. movie, right? Huh? I don't yeah, know what we her name is. Reach. Yeah, we actually Yeah, and I got a nipple slip like halfway through. That's not fair. Like, barely. Because this is those a PG movies, with hey, rated R. Those then. are family movies. How, how long have these... Um, I saw this thing on Facebook, which my wife tells me Facebook doesn't necessarily make it true. Um, it doesn't. But are there really topless baristas at certain... Not in town, I'm sure. But like they wear these pasties <laughs> over their nipples and they're... Just letting their breasts. You know what makes this funny to me? You know what makes this funny for me? Is this has you, been molding over in his head. He's like, is this I know. Real? I need to ask this question. I thought maybe it was going to be something like uh, topical in the news. No. Nope. He's just wondering if there's naked when, when you say this, <laughs> yeah, I just think places. of Katy Perry in Teenage Dream. I just yeah. know because I She's saw. She's got cream. Yep. Some reality show I was watching, some competition, some lady was a barista. That was like that. Okay. No, it's not. I don't think it's topless. They just wear like swimsuits. Well, there's, there's, I know there's one that you Oregon, that's or where like it was. lingerie or bikinis, but then there's one I'd say maybe this was from that thing where this girl's wearing like duct tape over nipples. And I thought, oh, I think that's a thing. <clears throat> it's a thing for anything, though. 
acting to use moleskin. Um, what were you saying? What were you talking about before? Nipple slips. Yep. Oh, Bond. <laughs> Doc, uh, Bond. You know what's great about Doc James Doc. Bond? Me. So me, Garrett, and uh, Ghost Corey um, watched guest star number one. Watched all James Bond from one to forty. No, it's twenty three. Twenty three. I think was Sky. No, I mean was Spectre twenty three. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, no, twenty five is coming up. Right. Really? I think so. Well, we'll look it up later. 22 is Skyfall, 23 is Spectre. It's around that range. Well, anyway, so we watched them all back to back. It took three years. Two. Felt like three. The first year was rough because there was was somebody that always handled our scheduling very fucked. There was a gap, and then like the last half, we like barreled through. We even watched like three in one night. We watched two because you pussies wouldn't want to watch Skyfall. I was ready. I I was ready to go. Scott was like, I'm tired. Yeah, well, James Bond doesn't sleep. But I, but to bring it back to comics a little bit, I've I've seen on Hoopla, James Bond's got comics. They have the James Bond series on comics. Is it good? Yeah, the first one by Warren Ellis, the uh, first volume. Yeah, fucking great. They just announced shit. Who is it? Somebody. They're making a new Benjamin Percy. Benjamin Percy is gonna be on it. Diggle's fi- fin- Andy Diggle's finishing up his Hammerhead storyline, and then um, yeah, Benjamin Percy's new. Basically, how they're gonna do it now? Like every movie is gonna be a new writing team. But they're original stuff. It's not based on any existing movies, right? It's kind of... It, I think it's based off more of the books. I think it's in book continuity. Like, if you think of the James Bond all the way through... But it's not stuff that's been made before, right? No. No, it's its own continuity. It's new? Okay. But you... I, it, I mean, it doesn't it just, play to the tropes of the movies, I would say. Yeah, if I was going to say, if it's just I've adaptations... I've read the books, some of the books. Be, I wouldn't be interested in just adaptations. I want... Yeah. James Bond do their own thing, which actually I think we talked about at the beginning of the show before they even announced James Bond as a series mm. that I was like, that's a perfect thing. Like, why isn't that a comic series? And then it yeah. became a comic series. Right. And then I, for some reason, chose to ignore the whole thing. Was, and now I saw it on Hoopla, though, so I'm going to read those. Yeah, that's good. It's been good? Yeah. I think the way they portray uh, M yeah. in the series, pretty awesome. What's, uh, God, what's his name? Starts with that, Felix. I haven't read that one. No, okay. I didn't. I but, didn't venture in. But remember, I don't venture in for some guy that shows up in five minutes of every James Bond. One of the insider jokes of that movie is how many times they replace Felix. No, he can't be replaced. <laughs> He's the same guy. Comic continuity. Alex doesn't like James Bond. I'm not a big fan of him because he sleeps with more women than you do. Oh snap! <laughs> Just kidding. You're married. It makes sense. Because uh, he sleeps with more women than you do. Sleeps with everybody. Alex doesn't like spy stuff. I don't believe. Sleep with men. Right? Is that a thing? No, I like like. I don't know. Like, there's sometimes I like spy stuff, but I've, I guess I've never gotten into you James like Velvet. Bond. I like Black Velvet. Widow. I like Black Widow, and I, I like, like spy stuff. and I like um, like Skyfall. That is my favorite James Bond movie. But I just don't go out of my way to watch these James Bond and spy shit. How long we've we been friends? Too long. Um, too long. Ten years. Oh maybe? shit! Right? Yeah. I, I been... still find it. If somebody came to me and was like, "Name like twenty things that Alex likes," I probably could get about ten. But then the other 10, I would be guessing because I don't know, like it's hard to not because usually if you if you find somebody like Garrett, I, I know what Garrett likes. And if if I see something, I'd be like, Garrett might like that. Alex is kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. I'd like I would think James Bond would be like the thing you would love, but he's still like not into dude it. sleeps with hot chicks. You think I'd like that? But guns, I, ladies, action. I mean, you like those kind of and a Wally right? PK hmm? in his pants. <laughs> 
and gadgets. Yeah. Let's say it's kind of like he's Batman with everyone knows who he yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's a real life Batman. It's like and Batman if the best one, Diamonds Are Forever, when he gets uh, the invisible <laughs> the, car. The fucking worst one. Which was the one with the machine gun girl? Is that Diamonds yeah, Are Forever? Yeah, Diamonds Are Forever. What's the, the worst? Well, well, die, die Another Day is, is the, one the invisible is car. Yeah. Oh, just, Diamonds Are Forever, where the lady the goes like 20 feet shooting a machine gun for no reason. It, you, you notice trends in that series where they get too campy and too cheesy, and then they're yeah. like, "Let's restart and be yeah. super serious." And then they go like they, they usually evolve. Their way back. They devolve into that because, and I think actually it's something you're seeing in comic book movies is mm-hmm. they start with the serious stuff and they're like evolving to be more accepting of the material and becoming more cheesy, becoming more and not not uh, apologizing for it, like being cheesy right. and being like, "This is how for it is. cheesy sake." Yeah. yeah, which is a problem I have with Iron Fist <laughs> that it it. Takes us up too seriously, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. No, we won't. Maybe well, when I, when I finish the whole thing, I'll talk about it. But. You know, the thing is that I'm, I'm wishy-washy about certain things. Like, and it's like, okay, comic book-wise, there's sometimes I need it spelt out for me to know what the character's thinking or what the what the writer wanted. Like when Batman got out of that room. Yep. Still, <laughs> and uh, but then it's one of those later in. What does that mean? That was the detective when the he got, detective, he got when he beat up by the colony. Oh yeah. And then he spits out the tooth and That's smoke. Like and it bugged the shit out of me. Then, what, like two weeks later, we read The Batman, and he just shows up where Amanda Waller's at. Had no problem with it. Didn't question it. You so know, actually, I'm wishy washy. There's certain things that I want. But here's the thing I'm watching Iron Fist, and I know I said I wouldn't talk about it, but this part I have to talk about. Don't worry, you can spoil the shit out of that it show. Is, I'm not interested it is exactly right what Alex is saying, though. Like, a movie has its own logic and abides by its own logic. Like, for me at least, it doesn't need to make, need to make sense in the real world. But it needed it needs to make sense in that world. Yeah. It's something that Iron Fist takes place in that Marvel universe, which is well into how many movies now? Like 10, 11? Oh, they're past no, phase that. two. I think it's 13, they're in phase 14. three. Yeah, so and then like three series, Ages of Shield, all this. It takes place in the same universe. The crazy shit that's happened in this whole place. You have Doctor Strange. And um, like the world almost got sucked into a d- different dimension. You have uh, Avengers where aliens fucking come to Earth throughout. They tear a hole in the sky and aliens come through it. You get the fucking Hulk taking on aliens. And this is all publicized. It's not like secret. It's on yeah. the news, everything. And then Iron Fist, he goes, yeah, I got trained in a different dimension. Um, that's not part of this world. It only shows up every once every 15 years. And I goes, nah, I don't think so. It's like, how do you not believe this when fucking the Hulk is running around? Right. Like, at least somebody be like, yeah, I believe you. Nobody believes him until he proves it with the Iron Fist. And they're like, oh, okay. I guess you got powers. Oh, all right. It's like, dude, everybody has fucking superheroes running around. What do you mean? That's what the thing is. Is like, at this point, like, this was one of the first things, like Iron Man. At least then you could have skeptics. But this is well into a place where everybody should believe. It's a proven fact. There's a fuck. Yeah. There's fucking gods coming down. God of Thunder has been on Earth. And they're like, what do you mean different dimension? You've seen a different dimension. That's where aliens came from. They don't know that, though. It it was on the news. It was on the news? They talk about aliens come from different dimension. They talk about it. The civilians in this world are stupid. That's what I mean. Like in well, Shield isn't, that, isn't doing their job right. In that world's logic, they should somebody should at least believe them. There should but it shouldn't be yeah. all skeptics. Right. There should be somebody to be like, you know what? Like, I'm into this kind of stuff, and you're right. But no, everybody that he meets is like, I don't think so. so. You, we need more molders, not enough Scullies. No, reverse that. It just seems like a series the truth that is out there. It seems like a series that believe. wasn't concerned about like playing in that world. Like if this was his own thing, then fine, whatever. But you can't be this far into creating a universe and then have that totally ignore everything. So I have a question for you. Yeah. After five episodes, 
Do you imagine that Iron Fist having the bromance with Luke Cage that you've read in the comics? Actually, he's, he's pretty good in that show, the person. And Danny, like, I think, is actually pretty good. That's what I'm, uh, well, I'm saying. No, I'm so asking, Danny Rand is a good, I mean, he's a good Danny Rand. Yeah, I think so. Okay. okay. All right. That's what I was curious. But it's just the people, like the, situ- like the whole plot of, so at least first five episodes, the whole plot that I've been uh, watching, dialogue, everything, it's just like, like if he was in a different story, I think it'd be good. Like, he's not bad. Um, actually, like Colleen uh, in the show, and she's pretty good. The His uh, lost siblings, they're not really his, his siblings, but in the show, they were like, their families were really close, so they're like your family. They're not really that great. And their father's not really that great. But there's like good parts of the show. So I feel like if for Defenders, he's going to be good in that show. But mm. for this, at least five episodes in, there's literally times when I'm sitting there and I space out being like, oh, geez, what's going on now? And I just, you know what? doesn't matter. I'll zone out for 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. Because really? for 10 minutes, they've been talking about creating, uh, like, who's going to take over the RAN industries, some logistics. Like I, t- like I told you guys, and this is spoilers for Iron Fist. They spend two episodes in litigation finding ways that Danny can get the company back because nobody believes that he's alive anymore because they erased his whole identity, everything, birth records, everything. And even he goes, he broke his arm as a kid skateboarding. So he knows those medical records are in the hospital. So he goes to the hospital to get them. There's a guy right in there and he goes, yeah, I'm trying to find records around this time, July 20, 2000 or something like that. And the guy goes, oh yeah, they're on that shelf. Doesn't even look at him. And the guy goes, oh, Arfis goes, uh, yeah, okay. And he starts grabbing him. And then the guy puts on some, uh, what do you call this? Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Turns around, walks right up to him, punches him in the face. I was like, this motherfucker is like the best martial artist in the world. He's like, it's clearly in his periphery. It's not that he sneaks up on him and he t- gets a punch on him. I was just like, you want me to believe that can happen in a world where two seconds ago you show me that like he can jump over a car. Like that's his reflexes and he can't dodge that point. Yeah. There's just like things like that. It's like, there's no consistency. It's like whoever wrote that show, they were, it literally feels like they, and I got some confirmation of this in an interview with the person who plays Danny, who he said it's like there's times when they would he would figure out how what a how a fight scene was gonna go fifteen minutes before they would film. He'd be like, Okay, this is the fight. Okay. And you can tell sometimes it's like they're still practicing and that's what they filmed. But anyways, it feels literally feels like every scene is like they wrote it that day and they're like, Okay, this is the scene's gonna happen today. So there's no consistency throughout the series. Which is bad. So there's good stuff, there's bad stuff. So it's just, I don't know, it doesn't feel cohesive at all. Mm. At least for the first five episodes. They could it's turn around. They could have got into it and be like, this is what we're going to tell. Yeah. But so far it's been getting his industry back. Oh, no, I'm going to fight the hand. Oh, no, I have to try to re- figure out what happened to my parents. There's like 15 things going on and they get resolved with, like in two seconds. Oh, no, just give him the company back. His father says, okay. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. He proves his identity because they find a fingerprint and an old gift that he gave to that family when he was a kid. And they're like, so that's the, like his fingerprints on that and they match it. And so he go, and then, then, then they, the owner of the company goes, well, we're going to tie you up for 10 years in court cases. You're never going to have this company. And then next episode, they're like, just give him the company. All right. And it's over. <laughs> it's like literally you spent two episodes of my life on this storyline to resolve it in two seconds on something yeah, that comes funny. out of the blue. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. Hmm. The fighting's not good either. I could I could uh, forgive it if the fighting was good, but it's not. Wow. That makes me unexcited to watch that show. I know. Like, everything I hear from everybody, it's like... He's good, though. 
I mean, if you can watch it, like... If I had like, nothing else to watch, I'd maybe watch The it. first three episodes I watched, like, that's all I did. And then the fourth and fifth one, I think I enjoyed more because I put it on and then would watch most of it, but I wasn't, like, it wasn't 100% catching my attention. Mm. And I, like I said, I still felt like, well, I know what's going on. You know, it wasn't like, you really have to watch this. Right. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, the definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing. Featuring books, collectibles, news, and a comprehensive chronology of the Swamp Thing. Please visit RootsOfTheSwampThing.com for more information. Also follow them on Twitter at DCWorldSwampy and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RootsOfTheSwampThing. Oh, that's where I was going to pull up the script. Unworthy of the number <laughs> five. Speaking of Marvel, let's think about something that's been in the works for a while. Speaking of paying off. Written by Jason Aaron. Art by... Um, Pakel Axel, Kim Jenko, Olivia Coppel, and colors by Jabe David Ramos and Matt Lopez. So, the only like I have some good things to say about this. I have some negative things to say about this. The first thing I'm going to say is Seals names. Coppel couldn't finish the series off, so that there's some times where the art is changing. Yeah, yeah. And it, like I was like, I don't know. That's one thing about comics, and we'll see it a lot today. Actually, that it's like inconsistent. It's like the art is you're getting three people and you're like trying to figure out match each other's style, but you can tell. And it just takes me out of the story every time it happens where there's yeah. like a page done by somebody else. But in terms of payout for the whole thing, we talked about this. Me yeah, and me and because I didn't, you hadn't read it yet. You hadn't read so. it yet. Oh. But in terms of payoff for how many years? Three. Three years of, of this storyline. Does it succeed? Um, no, I don't think so because nope. mm-hmm. it builds up. It's been building up in our heads for three years. So nothing, like I was saying last week, nothing that they would have mm-hmm. came out with is going to meet those expectations. However, does it make sense? I think it does. It, at first, I was like, this is bullshit. And then Marvin talked me down out of it. He was like, he explained it to me why it makes sense. But I was like, but like you said, it's like what happened with uh, Iron Fist. Three years of exposition to like wrap it up and just... Yeah, I guess that's what it is. I mean, it was just like... Well, at the very least, it's consistent. Because well, should we just I, say what the spoiler is? A spoiler for Unworthy Thor is why he became unworthy. Is, uh, Nick Fury said to Thor, Gore was right. And so Gore questioned... I mean, Gore. Thor questioned whether or not he was worthy. And he... So he wasn't worthy if he's questioned if he's worthy or not to, to have the hammer. So he drops it. <laughs> he's done. He's out. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is... Is it consistent with that arc? Yes, it is. That first arc. And at first, I was like, "Nah, no way." Because Gore, like the whole arc, is about him coming to Thor and was like, "I want to get rid of gods because gods aren't worthy." And Thor being like, "You know what?" Because he goes to different pl- places and sees that all these gods have forgotten about the people, and he's like, "Maybe he's right. Maybe gods do need to be killed off." And he's like, "No, I need to stop him. He's gonna end these lives of all these people on these planets, and I need to step up to the plate." So. He even in that arc questions whether or not gods are worthy. So when he finally meets Nick Fury, which is he see he's had the visions of the Watcher, and the Watcher is an unbiased person Entity. who views events, and he saw that, and so he tells Thor that. So Thor was has already been questioning it, and then at that point he's like, you know, Gore was right. Thor's like, well, if he knows what's right or not, and so like. Well, it's true then. Yeah, then it's true. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that was the confirmation for him. Enough so for him to think himself unworthy and drop the, the hammer. 
Now, like I said, it's not, it doesn't pay off three years of a story. Yeah, I kind of, if you think about it, like it feels like it's continuing that God of Thunder storyline. Yeah, know? it does. But I, I don't think that's a service to the fans or new fans to do that for three years and then have the epilogue. Like That should have been included in that storyline. Well, I mean, you need to have some sort of... Like he was gone for a while, and but how long? Back, yeah, yeah. So how long has Odin's son been unworthy in their years? Has it been three years that he's been unworthy and chosen to carry? Was it Yarnborn the axe? It's probably been a year or something. Doesn't seem like it's. Yeah, pretty. and you had Secret Wars. He had a lot of stuff in between, and I'm not sure if it's really Jason Aaron's fault. There's yeah. Secret Wars. What was the other thing? There was another event. Civil War. Civil War two. Um. So I mean. Time-wise, I think three years is too long, mostly because you have people building up their own thoughts. And just like I talked about when we talk about Dark Knight Rises, like I build up my own story in my head. So that movie was never going to live up to anything that I thought of anyways. Yeah. And just like this story, too, like it's too much time has passed, too much speculation has passed. Even within us, within our group, we've been like, what could it be? What could it be? Yeah. And we're thinking all these things. Maybe he did this. Maybe he did that. When we knew the answer all along, he thought himself unworthy. Like... The answer is not really, and this is what I came away with, the answer is not really the point. The point is, what was something that he said that made him feel unworthy? All he basically told him was, you don't have no right to be worthy. Yeah. And he thought, he questioned himself enough to be like, you're right. And so now we're getting to, which actually, like behind Thor's, uh, like how he's thinking is being like, you're right. Like, what have I ever done to expect to be a god? I help people, but I also think of myself about people. And is that a God? Is he worthy because of that? And we get this in the story. Going back to actually to this issue, he goes and tries to grab the hammer. And he's like, that's not mine. When I find mine and it wants to come back to me, then I'll take it. So he's finally learning to be humble and like, I, that's not for me. You know what I mean? Which actually, I think that was a cool way to end that story. I thought anyways. Well, I know like, we expect him to grab the hammer. Yeah. It would have been badass to him. Like, he's back. Right, but I, I guess I for still me, like that. He used the thunder, though. That was kind of. Cool. I guess for me, it wasn't the he needed to make this his hammer and wield it, but in this location, in this battle, he needed to grab the hammer, and I, I mean, he didn't have to. Obviously, he handled it without it. But I understand not wanting to keep the hammer, but use the hammer while it's there. But once you claim it, I think it's yours until you feel unworthy enough to drop it. Well, then feeling worthy about that hammer, put it back down. <laughs> but he was like, that's not mine. So I'll wait for mine. You know what I mean? It's like. So what? Uh, when Jane Foster dies, he gets his hammer back when or she becomes unworthy. He'll step up when she heals from it. Finally, until then, he'll prove himself worthy enough to wield it. And if it chooses him over her, then that's what he'll take. So is his ha- is is the hammer kind of like the sword in God Country, where it just kind of decides who it wants to yeah, be? Decides yeah, decides who he wants to be with. Okay. And he hasn't decided to be with him yet, so what's the point of him trying to find a way around it? He's going to wait for his hammer to come back. And so that's what he decided. Should we I talk about the, the other elephant in the room? The last two pages? All Mystery bait. new Ultimate Thor coming yeah. back? War Thor? I mean, I like how Thor's new thing is, I'm just going to guard this hammer until, uh, you know... The owner comes back. Yeah. First night on the job, he gets drunk. Okay, I guess you <laughs> fucking suck at that. <laughs> he doesn't guard he it at all. He can work drunk. He's been he, working drunk his whole life. <laughs> but he didn't. 
He did the complete opposite. He went drinking. Somebody else oh, yeah, got the hammer. Right. Somebody yeah. else got his, it. The, his new goal in life. I'm just going to sit here. Well, and that's why he isn't going to hammer back yet. <laughs> I thought the uh, the story with the collector kind of wrapped up fast, especially when we had two issues of them. Yeah. Puttsing like, around. Thanos around. had no reason to be in that story at all. Uh, Thanos, I feel like that's setting up for like an event around when Avengers, Avenger, Infinity War comes out. They're going to have some sort of The only reason events. it was in here is because of Angela or whatever, or whatever her name is. No, it was. Thor's sister. It wasn't her. Whoever that was, somebody that, else. Someone to death. Yeah, I thought that was Thor's sister. No, um, are you sure? I'm pretty. Where isn't you have an worthy Thor over there? No, no that's not it. Oh. It's mighty. It's downstairs. She's the something of death. I swear it was her. No, she's gonna help him get what he always wants, and he what death. he wants is death. Right, that's but I feel like that wants. was the girl that got brought over from whatever universe that Marvel had as no, a. It's not Angela. I'm pretty sure it is. She's from the same place, hell, but she's not. But An- Angela's with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. She is still right now? I think she is. I think she's grounded. This one yeah, looked like a new sure. and improved version. But um, so <laughs> I like how two characters that uh, Jonathan Hickman created, uh, Proxima Midnight and Black Swan, both die in this issue. They get killed by her. That's like, and, and in Thanos, spoilers for Thanos, uh, God, who was it? One of his other uh, creations dies. Jonathan, Jonathan Hickman's creations, all from that Black Order. They've all like are dying off slowly. It's like all these things that Jonathan Hickman created. It's like going away, which also he wrote Ultimate Thor, at least the last run of it. Ultimate Thor, and now he's going to be brought back. So I was like, oh, they're going to change that too. Yeah. There's a lot of like writing over what he's done, but um, overall, like this issue is a little consistent, inconsistent with the art. But I think story wise, for me at least, I don't know about you guys, but I thought the payoff was it was it worth the wait? No, but did it make sense to me? Yes. So I mm-hmm. give it about an eight. Um, I'm giving it a six and it's, it's not to be hateful towards the book. It's honestly going into it, expecting not, I didn't expect a climactic. This is what I said, but more than just a three word Gore was right. I agree with that, except I will give it a seven only because like, it does make sense to the story, the art. I agree with you, Martin. That was fucking me over. I was sick of seeing different artists. Yeah. Like that, I've seen that in the last like five billion Thor books. The only thing that bothers me is this is five issues. Yeah. And, and Coppell's notorious for being late, but it's like you couldn't like do five issues or find right. somebody who could do five issues. Like right. why? Or why do we, three issues because that's all this why book you, needed. Yeah. Why are you picking somebody who, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or make all it right. shorter. Do something to work with that person. Um, You know, but you're not, Alex, you're not in the... uh minority here people like online people hate that answer but it's like what else would it be i mean after all this time what would make people happy nothing is gonna be i called this last week i was like nothing he's gonna say well it, it just seems it just happy. seems like that people, he didn't have an idea but he just made one up to i believe he, that's the idea he had from the beginning but there's they, but there's no way that it could have been story. anything awesome or amazing or life-threatening or life-altering it's going to be something simple and it's something that for thor is difficult to accept it's it is a godly problem that you are not worthy. No god is worthy of anything. You failed your people. You failed your parishioners. You failed your citizens or whatever. Yeah, they don't believe you knew, or if they do believe in you, it's out of fear. It's not because they respect you. It's not because they mm-hmm. go to you. It's because you're a piece of shit. I think I think that like people mostly I think are upset because um, it's an answer they knew already. You know, it's something yeah. new. Something unexpected, but I think time plus uh, expectations is always going to equal people being upset. 
Oh, definitely. There's never going to be like it. Take it's a lot. It's going to take a lot because like even when something goes away for a long time, like they didn't make a Batman movie for a long time, and then Batman Begins came out, you either have to try something totally that uh, sidesteps what people were expecting. That way, they they're like, oh, I didn't expect to see that. No. Um, or you try to do what people were expecting and then fail. So, like, Nolan's Batman's way different than other stuff. Not yeah. that people expected that. So that's why that was good. And do you got to say one more thing? I am kind of pissed, like, upset. Like, I'm really What's upset up? that Jason Aaron didn't do the letters page after. Like, I we should have wrote something. We waited just three years on this. Yeah. And then the editor's like, well, now you finally know what happens. Find out what happens with all new Ultimate Thor, blah, 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 2.0. It's yeah. Like, I, f- okay. I felt like this was supposed to be the end of this whole story. Yeah. But it does feel like it's just like, and I, I'll agree with people on that. It's like, Nope. He like uh, he swerved, swerved people and was like, actually, it's just another part of the story where there's more to come. Right. Which is fine. I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be on these books. He's writing his own books. People of, like around people that were in his class of, and I say class like uh, time-wise, like mm-hmm. class of writers, Matt Fraction, Jonathan Hickman, all those people that came to him with Marvel, like were in that range. Ed Brubaker, not Ed Brubaker. Um, he was before him. But you know, that class of people, they're already gone. Rick Remender, they've all taken off. So he's like one of the last people of that class that came there at the same time he did. So I feel like he's almost done, like with Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I I just have mystery fatigue for Thor. Like, I don't even care who this person is. is. I'm like, sure, that's probably going to be someone stupid anyway. You know, it's like in Sherlock Holmes. Did You watch Sherlock the show, right? Yeah. At the end of the season, he falls off the building, right? And they think he's dead or he proves he's dead. It's like, like, how do you get out of that? And no answer you would have given. Or people would be like, oh, that's good. I, people were upset about that too. They were like, it's yeah. a cop out. Right. Well, anything, any, like I said, the time that's passed, people already thought up things in their head and nothing that comes out of it is going to make people 100% satisfied. But you know, even the things I thought of weren't impressive. You? What you thought of? Yeah. I mean, and not that I know of anything off the top of my head that I had thought of, but it's just. That's what I mean. It's what, like, what can make, what can make. What's going to make you happy? God of Thunder unworthy. It would have been something so. like scandalous and people would have been, been like, oh, okay. And then. I mean, at that point, it's just uh, like you made Jane have cancer, which which we was a, a thought we threw around for a mm. while. It's like, okay, well, what does that mean? This at least feels like, oh, he's already told us what this means, and we know now. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just what I I think it's a good one, but I know a lot of people don't. I don't know. This is one of those things that needed to be wrapped up, needed to be done. Yeah. <clears throat> Electra number two, written by Matt Owens and art by Juan Cabal. Can I ask you a question before you move on? I already did, but How, sure. Do you not have your phone? Uh, is it just stay on forever until you shut it off? It's on for 10 minutes. Oh, okay. I was going to say it's been, it's been sitting there on for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> iPhones did that. I have, it, I have it set to be on for 10 minutes. Yeah, iPhones still it's five minutes. So To stay on? Yeah. Oh, you can turn it out way longer than that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can turn it like, five minutes. Every time I touch seconds. it, it resets Mine's 10 five. minutes. So. Oh, okay. Oh. <clears throat> hey, did you read Electra? Yes, I did. Did Would, you? Yeah. Um. You know what? Way better than issue one. Yeah. 100% better. Like, I was going into it thinking of issue one, and I was like, I'm not really excited to read this. Got, like, halfway through the book. I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty good. It's interesting. It's not. Still it's, hate the costume. Yeah. The more I, I see it, it looks like it's Daredevil. Clothes. For, yeah. Oh, I was just thinking it's from yeah. Daredevil TV show. And that bugs me because I don't think Electra ever was one of those, oh, I got to hide my face. It's like, right. fucking own it. Yeah. You're hot. Kick some ass. Right. Um, was, when she was getting down her skivvies, that was pretty cool. No. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? She's just... <laughs> I just didn't like how 
anything devolves into just that. I mean, devolves into that. It's just nice. <laughs> you see these like if the, people if, beyond humanity that can actually like. If this was a, a like a Electra you see Max them in book, an Electra Max book would have been good. Where it's more yeah. of a oh, you do get to see a little more. Sex appeal because honestly, I don't find Electra sexy in this book. I don't, I mean, not she's really got either. no sex appeal at all. She's a little bit, a little yeah, bit. A little, tiny bit. Um, but I guess she does, she's like, it's like a snake, you know, like that, like does the snake dance, like you know, it dances with you until it fucking actually strikes you. So, in this issue, Electra is she had saved some girl from in the last one. I don't remember, I remember that. Was. She was getting beat raped. up by her boyfriend, yeah. And Electra, yeah. did she kill him or beat the shit out of him? I think she killed him. So anyway, they're now in her penthouse and Arcade, who, for those who don't, I don't know how to even describe him. He likes to make a game called Murder World where he... Well, yeah, Murder World is the location that he takes you to. He's like Mad Hatter, but (laughs) casino style. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. So Arcade has sent... I don't don't (laughs) don't fucking know anything about this character, so... Do you know any... Do you know Arcade? I know of him, but I don't know that much. Okay, because yeah. I honestly I've only seen him. Maybe the X Men villain. Yeah, he's usually in the X Men. Okay, so that's what's weird that he's. That's a weird, and from mix. the outside looking in, that's a weird villain to put in the first arc of Electra when she's more yeah. of a street level person. It's like that's a, I don't know, it, but it, I guess, but it I, makes sense they're in Los An- or Las Vegas. Oh, she's not in New York. No, yeah. she's in Las Vegas. I was gonna say, oh, but also like how many times can she fight the hand? How many times can she right. fight Bullseye? So maybe fight something new. Still yeah. trying to figure out all this run with the devil thing is. I don't think they're related. Core. Core. I don't yeah. think they're related. It's just like well, no, Kingpin might be a little bit related, but not to the main Daredevil. I think story. it's just like the Daredevil universe kind of thing. Like you look at the last all page, the main characters, like all these books when they're coming out and stuff. So. Yeah, I think how it happens. He, Arcade kidnaps uh, Electra. He takes her size. I don't know. Honestly, this is one of those books that I would give a six. Just for the fact. I would agree. I want to like this book because I like the character and I'm not. Six is good. Just because you're right. There's not, I mean, there's people I don't like, know. Oh yeah, there's nothing pulling me. And this feels like a mini. It needs, it needs to be a mini or it needs to. Yeah. Find a new because if know, this stays how it is after this arc, I would drop it. Yeah, like I was already going in. Like uh, I don't know if that that first issue really grabbed me that much, and I'm annoyed that it is like you said, trying to be like Daredevil the show. Well, like, that's just, a different Electra. Yeah, but I, than this. I don't one. know. There's things that bug me about it. There's things I liked, but most of them were. I like the cover. Like the cover art, I think is really yeah. good. Isn't that by? <laughs> it makes me laugh. Is that? Um, I don't read this book. So yeah. I'm just listening to you guys talk about it. At the beginning, you were like, I really like this issue more than issue one. And then now you're like, I don't really like this. I don't no, really we said like we this. Liked it. It it's better than one. It's better, better than, than one, but it's, it's still, still not, not at a level that you would appreciate. It. Right. But, okay, so <clears throat> it must have been at least a year and a half ago, two Where years ago. Where is she at, ago. Vegas? Yeah, she's in yeah. Las Vegas. It's a weird place. For no fucking reason. Not it's reason weird. I can't remember. I can't remember why but she's I like there. But I like when they try new stuff. So, But I like new stuff. It's just it's... It doesn't feel like Electra. Yeah. At all. You know what I find weird about superheroes, and especially um, Marvel? Is they put them like in five cities and that's it. It's like, I would like a superhero to show up in like a small town, like passing through or something, and have a story yeah, there. Like Sioux Falls, South Dakota. <laughs> or, you know, but I, I'm not far off from what I'm expecting. Like, for that, maybe they wanted some casinos and stuff like that, right? Have her show up in Niagara Falls. That's different. You're done it. It's closer to New York. It makes more sense. Yeah. You know? Like she's way across the country in this place. Um. 
There's casinos there. You're like, you can do stuff with that. I just, I just find it weird that they're always like, here's five different cities. And maybe that's just because the writers are from five different cities usually. Uh, you know, the major cities, but it just seems weird. Yeah, I wonder if they went to the person like, make this a lecture story as opposed to, do you want to write an lecture story? It doesn't feel like this person has any drive to like tell an lecture story they're just telling. It just seems like one of those movies that you'd put a bunch of famous actors in and say, oh, it's really good. Who is it? Matt Owens? Yeah. yeah. To me, this seems even less of an lecture story, and it's actually more of an arcade story. Yeah. Because, I mean, the... the Matt Owen seems to like arcade, and I could give two shits about arcade. And when Electra's not on, like, not on the panel, no. I'm bored. Don't fucking care. His yeah. first, this is uh, his first comic book. Well, you can definitely tell. You know where he's from? The world of TV. You know what's the last TV show he did? Luke Cage. Really? Yeah. No wonder it's boring. <laughs> well, see, no, but the problem is, I like Luke I like Cage. Cage too. Well, well, let's see, I'll see what episodes he wrote. I'm on. I was on eight. Eight was. You know what I've learned though is that people that write for TV should not always be doing comics advice. People, person. and I, I think I've said this in the show before. If not, I've, I've said this in uh, real life, IRL. Um, <laughs> is that people? What did you say? It said hit with it. Uh, people who don't write for comics usually have to figure out like how to write for comics because they're too busy. People who write for TV and movies usually rely too much on the visuals. People who write books rely too much on dialogue. And so they need to find that happy medium and see what you can do with comics. Because when people from TV movies, a lot of times it is basically like, you know, you ever seen behind the scenes stuff, storyboards. Yeah. It's, it's just that. And they're like, that's the world they're used to. They're not used to thinking outside the box like a David Aha would on Hawkeye where it's like telling a story through visuals, but it's not like panel. Here's what happens. It's like visually appealing while also you, have a, a writing dialogue that is short to the point, but also like needed. There's a lot of yeah. useless dialogue when people come from books about people just talking, talking, talking. And it's like, no, let's show something. If I show. thought of this comic as a TV show, it'd probably be one on TV right now that's going to get canceled after after <laughs> season one. So is she in her uh, TV costume? Yeah. yeah. You know what? A, a random thought that I actually just thought of now. The only time that Electra is using her size and she. She uses them semi correctly. Would be she stabs a lot of people, yeah. which is is. But she's even holding very well. But well, I guess for she me, it's holds like fucking that, swords. You no, know, see, so you shouldn't hold them like this. Usually, they're they're supposed to be more of a defensive weapon where you you grab with the tongs and then you use the uh, yeah. the handle to bash your people. This man's talking as a fan of Team and Well, that's say, how Raph uses this. Yes, yeah. and that's but that's how they were supposed to be. I mean, yeah, they're you're supposed right. to counter the sword. And so when you watch um, Electra in the um, Daredevil movie, she uses them wrong. She uses them a lot. She throws them a lot. Never throw your weapon. That's <laughs> dumb. But, okay, in Turtles, the cartoon 2003, you watch Raph always uses it to catch your hands, throw you down, beat your skull in. That's what they're supposed to be for. Hmm. So it bugs me. A lot of stabbing. Not a lot of defense. So what do you give the issue overall? A five. I'm going to say six. Actually, I'll give it a six. Let me ask you a better question to gauge how the series is going. Are you going to sell Keep Eating It? I'm going to finish this first arc hoping that one, like the next issue or even, I hope this issue is not like fucking seven issues long. I'm going to give it three to four issues altogether to decide whether or not I like it. Kind of the same with Bullseye. I actually like Bullseye a lot. Like I thought Bullseye was fucking great. Bullseye one I thought was garbage. Really? Bullseye two was great. And Kingpin is still 
the best of the three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't agree with that. But it's Matthew Rosenberg. He's proven he's already a great writer. Though the two, like this is his first comic, Ed yeah. Brisson, who's writing Bullseye. The only th- other thing I'm aware of that he writes, and he might be somebody that's just coming from the indie scene that I'm not aware of, but he writes The New Iron Fist. But it's also like that's new, so I don't know yeah. what else he's written prior to this uh, bullseye. I, saw, I actually saw some pages from Iron Fist, and it looks it looks decent. I should pick that up. But I I looked I looked down. I was just like, you know what? I don't I don't care. I would like to get that Immortal Iron Fist that Aha did. But sure. What else we get, Garrett? All right. right. The thing that made you cry today. Action Comics, number 976, written by Dan Jurgens, Art by Doug Mankey, Jamie Mendoza, Christian Alamy, and Trevor Scott. Sorry, one one thing to interrupt you has nothing to do with comic books. There's you guys a, are the worst at transitions. There's an energy, there's an energy drink called Pussy yeah. that this is what this tastes like. Like the flavors, you got that pomegranate. That's why Marvin likes it. <laughs> Like that's, that's exactly what this drink tastes like. To give uh, context, we're drinking Henry's hard sparkling water. <laughs> yes. You know, Action Comics. The only the only negative thing I'll say about this issue because actually I like this uh, story four issue uh, crossover overall. The only thing was like that last issue. There's three artists on it. I think there's yeah. like, two colorists, and it's like so it was a little inconsistent. Um, I don't like the way Doug Mankey does lips. Still, yeah, it looks weird. Mm-hmm. But overall, there were some actually some panels that look great. But overall, I mean, cohesiency, it wasn't that great, but there was great panels. Right. In terms of story, we got a lot to talk about. Holy. One Superman now. There's one Superman mixed of two. So new 52 and uh, pre-52 Superman. Right. Hands. And I think, you know, they come together I was kind of worried about that at first. Like, yeah, I, I knew it was coming. And I was like, now I'm just thinking about all the other things, like how it's going to play out. Like, can you really do that? I really don't think... At least this is an impression I got. Let me know if you think differently. But I mean, I really don't think. I think more it was like now he's always been the Superman that everybody in the New Fifty Two knows. Yeah, like he, he now there's not a, a difference between the two. That's still the same guy, but now the old Superman, his personality, everything. That's going to be the same person, but now like this guy's had a history from the beginning till now. There's no. Right. Cr- divide in the 52 especially with all, like that page when two page spread of all the villains all the villains oh yeah and, and his whole it. history and it's yeah. like basically being like you've been here this whole time right and it made jonathan kent in continuity he's people know about him now because they were in hiding mm-hmm. and now they all know that clark and lois are married so now it just made it so like it basically put them back pre-new 52 but right. all the new 52 stuff still happened that's basically the impression I got. And I'm only hesitant about that part of it is because now all these series that are built around like finding new 52 Superman, whatever, like these guys don't like the Justice League right now barely trust Superman. And they're just going to be like, we're the same guy now. <laughs> like, Oh, really? Oh. And then Justice League, they're looking for new 52 Superman? No, they're wary of current oh. Superman because they're like. I think it'll take a little bit. If you that last page that was like, or, or are they just going to flat out questions of this? Yeah, well, they they're probably going to flat out ignore it. Well, eventually they'll get there. But I think for Superman in his own history, like so perfect. I mean, Clark Kent gets to go back to the Daily Planet. Like, if I get an issue, yeah, that also now where there's be. Daily Planet, Lois is there. Yeah, and you could tell they made him look a little younger too. I think when they morphed. Yeah, he, at least for that art. Um, That's the thing. Now it's like he's always worked there. There's yeah. going to be no thing where he's supposed to be dead and there's a mystery right. clark 
and she's never worked. His there. identity so, isn't revealed. Yeah. It's all this. So basically, it it's made it made it like if we talk back, it made everybody at a happy medium. It's like okay, when everybody gets their uh, cake and can eat it too. Right, Mixopolitic. You know, he does, what he does best. He just fucking leaves a mess and says bye. And then we got, like you said, the at the end, the end. A little, we get a little hint towards the Watchmen's thing. Mr. Oz, is his name Mr. Oz? Dr. Oz. That's on TV. Um, Mr. <laughs> Oz says, um, okay, well, I tried. I don't know how he's going to react to this and looks up at Mars. You think back to DC Rebirth, that original, uh, was it 80 pages? How big was that? Yeah. 80 it page is. thing to start off this whole thing. They, it ended with a scene on Mars with somebody rearranging a watch without even touching it. And being like, I hope I'm doing the right thing. Hinting at it was Dr. Manhattan. So right. now it's like Doc, Mr. Oz is like, I'm done with my thing. Let's see if Dr. Manhattan wants to do anything about this. So we'll see what comes out of that. Yeah. Did you like this, Alex? You haven't said anything. You know, I did. I mean, I liked it. It was fine. It was just one of those things that I don't know if it's the villain choice that I don't know enough about him that I didn't care. Yeah, I think if you... The the end, I thought, was really nice. The, the hint towards uh, Dr. Manhattan, the Mr. Oz part, I liked that. And maybe I just, and it's not that I hate Superman or I hate this family, but this honestly had no strings, no, no there is nothing personal from me in this mm. book. What do no, you think? This is a trope in a lot of things, but basically the thing, the deus ex machina of the story, the thing that solves everything is the power of love, which is a lot of things you see in series being like the power of love made everything okay. I thought normally I hate that so much because yeah. it seems like a cop out. But in this story, I was like, that makes it sense. It works so it makes much. Sense, I thought. When you get a new 52, like a whole 52 issue run of the most inhuman, like non lovable or loving to other human being character, like that new 52 Superman, and then you tie it all together with giving you, like, because, you know, Clark Kent, Superman, all about hope, all about uh, taking care of, well, Lois at the time. No, I'm saying. Pre. Just no Clark Kent in general. Who Clark Kent is as a character, not New Fifty Two. I don't consider New Fifty Two actually like who they are. Now I do, I guess, whatever. Because same person, same person, exactly. Let's just say the just like the same person now. <laughs> but I mean, it's he's a person about hope and inspiration, and she's um, now you fucking did that. And I lost my train of thought. I just thought it made sense because it's in a different dimension. Who knows what the rules are there? So power of love, I'll deal with it. Uh, just, Especially in a story that's all about. Like, if you're going to merge two people together, who's to say Power of Love can't bring them together? Uh, I mean, I, I understand. It's Power of Their Son. Something I was say, it, was, it wasn't their love. It was John's Holy shit. want. You're right. Them to be his Superman family. Superman has always got his power from his son. From the son. <laughs> the son becomes the father. <laughs> so, it was, I don't know. It was just one of those. It was and good. It was an eight. It was an eight for me. The son. Just because the art. I give it a seven. Like, it was good. I read it. I liked it. But As it a camp, and speaking of, like, Onwardy Thor was a camp, this was a camp, uh, this felt more satisfying just because yeah. it was four weeks. Right. It's like, all right, we're done. I give it an eight. There was there was actually a different book that I don't know if we actually want to make mention of that you guys suggested that we should read that I read. Huh? That actually had more of a, a heartfelt story for me. What story are you talking about? Flash. You know what I ate for lunch today? Sorry, I just wanted to add it to the crabby transition that we're all doing today. Okay. Did you ever see Argo? I had hamburgers. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Is that <laughs> and it? And pistachios. Is that the right way to say it's it? It's a Flash, uh, what is it, 19? I have no idea it's not on there. Yes, is it? it's Flash 19. Boom. Steal it up. <clears throat> uh, but 
So we can talk about Flash 19 real quick, um, since you brought it up. What were you? Do you want to get a rating? So I said eight. He said five. I said, eight. What did you I say? said seven. Seven. <laughs> I gave eight it a two. five. <laughs> two hamburgers for lunch. But it's like what I said when it first started. I was like, this will be over before we know it. So really, it could do whatever it wants, and I really won't care because it's not going to take up three years of my life. What? This, this whole story. This four it's, issues. It's been four issues, so. Oh, you're talking about action? I'm action. talking about Flash. We are, but no, he's, said, he's wrapping said, up the I'm wrapping up action. Oh, after you skipped ahead. So okay. Flash 19 uh, ends the two-part story, Sins of Our Father. Uh, is the Wally thing the thing you're talking about that's more emotional? Or is it yeah. very... No, no, no. It's... it's How did that... So... Um, he finds out his dad's dead. Yeah. Wally does. Boomerang tells Wally that his dad is dead. Uh, Wally runs away. Barry chases after him. They have this conversation, and it's you're watching Wally just he's crushed by what he's heard, and he finally yeah. and Barry finally pulls his mask off and goes, "This is me," you know. Yeah, I'm, he finally um, trusts him enough. Reverse like, flash? Is, is it reverse flash or you birth on? Yeah, reverse flash. Okay. No, it, Daniel Daniel West. But no, are you talking about the on? very end? Who, well, no, I just want to who's who killed, which character killed uh, Barry's mom. Yeah, Reverse Flash. Okay, so Reverse Flash killed my mom. I'm just giving you the run. I can't remember what his name is. Thon. The only thing is, though, the way this role's been rewritten is that New 52 Reverse Flash killed his mom. But at the end of the the book, we see pre-Flashpoint. Which is basically Zoom. Yeah, Zoom, Reverse Flash. They were all one person before. Come back and say, where's Thomas Wayne's son? I'm going to make him pay after Thomas Wayne killed me. And it's like... Holy shit! This is the old. That was is, that was the guy we've known for years. That was exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an exciting thing. But my, the thing that it was kind of the um, when you said the rebirth and going back to rebirth. Yeah, the eighty-page spectacular. That's what I thought you were referencing to earlier. Not reading. Oh, the um, you action it, comics. Yeah, for action. But it was almost that heartfelt thing where they're having this heart-to-heart, telling each other, "Hey." I've gone through this stupid fucked yeah. up shit, and now he's gonna have to relive it again. And they hugged each other, and yeah. I was like, "Oh." I liked that. I, was liked, good. I actually really liked that too. I liked that part. They and hugged. I thought, well, I got pissed and walked away. He no, he them. did. Oh. And then because say, then, why did you have me told Iris? He got mad he hasn't told Iris yet. Right. And that he's I'd lying and too. he's not any better than his dad. Yeah. yeah. So it was one of those things. It was the heartfelt part of the mentor helping the mentee and just, you know, going, hey, I've been through this shit. I'm with you in this. It was, and yeah. so it was good. And then the the reveal at the end was exciting. That's why I wanted yeah. us to, to read and talk about it. It's because there was emotional <clears throat> punch. Hey, if you but fuckers also, tell me what you want to read beforehand, I can. <laughs> well, we read don't know until we read it. Yeah. So that's why I read it. And I was like, "It's flashing the list." He said, "No." And then I told Garrett today, I was like, "I read that and I'll stand up yet." Yeah. <laughs> read that in Detective, and I was like, "We should we should have talked about the Flash instead." Mostly because we'll talk about Detective hey, in a second. Hey, douchebags. <laughs> I just told you. I make up this list a week and a half beforehand. Tell me what you well, want to Let's read. move on. Uh, depart- no, I'm not done yelling at you. <laughs> Department H. Flash, that was really good. I give it a nine. I, yeah, I give that a nine. The only thing I don't like, there's two artists. Again, once again. I like, know. Come on. There was sometimes the face on Barry looks weird. The end part was done by one person. The beginning part of the end part yeah. was way better than the first yep, part. Yep, I agree. Department H, number 12, written by Matt Kent and drawn by Matt Kent. Colors by Charlene Kent. Uh, so we get, they're going... This is the issue you've been waiting for. I can finally make a break for it. I can understand why you got confused. There's nothing that points to a regular cover that we've seen in, in issue this, twelve. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I what picked are you up. Talking about I. So I went to the comic shop and I picked up two rebirths by accident. There are different rebirth covers. Rebirth, reborn. 
What are we talking about? Reborn. I'm telling him comic book. He missed oh, the reborn in the comic. Jesus, we're talking about Superman Rebirth. Reborn. We're talking about. I thought we were talking about Department H. We, we are. We are. But I'm saying okay. that the Catch cover in Department H. Oh, you guys transitioned really normal. horribly. Department H. I was yeah, going to follow. Bro. I was going to pick it up off the shelf because I didn't see it in my stack. I picked up Reborn instead, and I for some reason, like I saw the picture and was like, "This is Department H." Even though, and so I got home and I was like, "Where's Department H at?" And I had two reborn, so I brought one back to the comic shop and got the Parma Age instead. Because um, I had two different reborn covers. I had the white cover, which I kept, and I had the original cover, I think. Yeah, with the, the way turned skeleton. Yeah. Um, so Department H, number 12, they finally uh, make a break for it, submarine style. One submarine, and then the rest of them decide to stay behind because there's not enough uh, room for everybody. Because it's not, it it's not functional enough to bring everybody. So only one goes up. And they hear a message from the surface. Alan. Not allowed. Quarantined. Stay down there. They're like, what are you talking about? You guys have the virus, a strain of the virus that we don't know about. So you're not allowed to come up here. And they say, but we have a, a cure. And they go, I don't know if that's going to work on you. Oh, right. They also find that's might have been the motive for the, for the killing is they have a cure for the H virus. And so they stay behind. And then who shows up at the end? What's that guy's name? Jerome. Jerome's Holy still alive. Holy fucking shit. See, a zombie? <laughs> scared the shit. I mean, it actually that was, scared That was fuck. terrifying. That was scary. Like, it was one of those things like, how are you alive? You're supposed Probably to be drowned. Probably that cure, though, to be honest. Maybe. I assumed, I assumed um, either one of the talking spiders or one of the fucked up jellyfish got a hold of him. Dude, he's like fucking massaging that jellyfish. Uh, like, well, he, that jellyfish wasn't lives. that what he was doing before he got killed, too? They were massaging him? Where he was like trying to yeah. put him on his face and stuff? So it was, it was, I don't know, it scared the shit out of me. I think this issue had a lot of, because leading up from 1 to 11, there have been a lot of issues about the characters to make you know who they are, make you care about them. There's been a couple about the main character, and this one was like, I don't want to say finally, but this one was a lot of plot progression. Being like, right, the whole here's cast. a new, basically yeah. it feels like, okay, 12 issues of that part of the story, we're on to the next phase. That's what it feels like. Here's the next phase of the story. Yep. You can't come to the surface. You're all infected. Jerome's back. And who knows how, if he's actually really there. Like, the, now there's like a villain within something that. Something sinister is afoot. Before the antagonist was the unknown who was the killer and also the water coming in. But now it's like the unknown, Jerome, the virus. Like, there's a lot of shit going around. Right. And they're in a small contained yeah. area. And then now is that submarine they're going to come back or it's like what are they going to do or is the surface area going to blow them up like who knows now it's them versus the surface something to bring them all together it's a new dynamic for the story and it makes me excited yeah art wise i thought it was great too this might be one of my favorite books i get oh it's very fun it's, it's definitely a slow mystery. burn too though it is it's not like like i said it's like one through 11 was basically part one and it's now we're on the second phase and i think you have to give it that 11 to be like okay i'm in which seems like a lot to yeah, say. Right. I mean, each issue itself is satisfying, I believe. Yeah. But in but terms have, like, of like plot, if you want something that's quickly going through plot, it takes eleven issues for something to happen. I find this book has different scary things about it. Yeah, that's true. Like it's the first like four or five, there's the the giant squid is down there. That's scary. The uh, spider cave where they mimic speech. Yeah. Scary as shit. The part uh, where they get trapped in the water and there's black all around them. That black square. Yeah, that square. Scary as shit. Being separated and you're not sure who the killers. Scary guy coming back from the dead. Fucking scary. Like this book is scary. It is. It's you a know, horror book. Like the wake was scary. 
from Scott Snyder and Sean Murphy yeah. was scary until you got to the second half where it got ridiculous. This book consistently impresses me and I consistently enjoy it. Even though, yes, I admit I did drop it for the like two issues. What's well, the thing? Like we said, it was Jump back on. a slow burn. So you, yeah. you got to be dedicated to this book. It was great. It's worth it, I think. Nine. <clears throat> yes, I'll Solid. agree. Nine. I thought the issue before was better. I'm going to give this a seven. With the parrot on it? Huh? Parrot? No. No, this is the one with the mom. Deep sea diver. Oh, that's right. The dead one. The yeah. one in the swampy area thing. Yeah, right. Uh, Black Hammer, number seven, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Dean Ormstron, Orms, Ormston, sorry, colors by Dave Stewart. I got freaked out for a second. I thought we weren't recording. We the aren't. Black Hammer stuff. Holy fuck. <laughs> the Black Hammer stuff, like 10 out of 10. Everything else, eh. What do you mean? I thought it was good. Oh, overall, Give great. it like an eight. Well, there's not really much seven, of the other eight. stuff. Exactly. But it's a more just a, like I said, like 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 it's uh, Department H. It's more like here's the next part of the story. Now his daughter's with them. But it's one of those things that the the other stuff I felt was important. It's giving her the um, the closure that yeah. she needed. She kept looking yeah. for her father, wondering where he's at. We finally get to meet uh, Black Hammer, who was not the original Black Hammer. No, he gets it's his power. Like but before, it's he, Thor, was, he was worthy of the hammer. Yep. Well, he found the hammer. So it's an origin story for Black Hammer, the uh, title character, and also like a setup for his daughter now came to this world and like you said, sees that his father, like she's been missing him for how long? Years? At least 10 years that they've been gone from Spiral City. I think they've, in her world, world it's one, I think they've been on the farm for 10 years. In her world, it's only been like a year. No, because she was 10 when he died. Oh, and she's an adult now. Then. She at least, she's at least be 18. Hmm. But... Yeah, now so she's in a They're explaining that they're stuck within this circumference of the... I don't even know what kills Black Hammer. Yeah, there's some sort some, of force field. Yep. Killed him! Which was... An, and I, I loved Black Hammer. I think Black Hammer's... An, you know, he's dead. I'm sorry. That but page, though... When he dies? Where he dies, the art on that page? Holy, Holy shit. Holy fuck. Scary as fuck. Every fucking organ was out. <laughs> Every single one. And makes and it, it, you know, it almost hurts my heart when you go. This girl is just waiting for her dad to come home. Yeah, and she didn't want him to leave. He, She's like, he's like, I promise I'll be back. Promise not to die. Yeah, and he goes, I promise, baby, I will not die. And then when, even when she's like, when um, they're telling her the story, she was like, but he promised he wouldn't die, and he's dead. And the sad thing is, it wasn't even because of the anti god that he died. No, it's because of this fucking. Force field. Force, yeah, I can't think of the word force field. That's fucked him over. On the new world. He was a little hasty. He was just like, but he, let's but, see what's but happening. He, but he wanted to see his, wa- his wife. Yeah, well, he wanted, his wife and his daughter. He wanted to get back to his daughter. And I was like, hold on. I'm, yeah, not, even, I'm, thinking. I'm not even a dad. And I can tell you what, after beating the shit out of Antigod, the first thing I would do is go see my family. And like, it's and he also. Goes, no, and he goes, no force field. They we'll prove, stop. Yeah, they proved that in the story also well, because he was it's wrong. like... He was. Like it's like anti- being surrounded by flames then jumping into the flames, hopefully to get the away from the flames. The anti-god was uh, destroying uh, Asgard, a.k.a. Fight fire with fire. <laughs> was destroying the uh, Asgardian place. Um, was it Otherworld or something? Otherworld, yeah. With their... Uh, Odin's son. Odin. Jeez, I couldn't think of his name. Um, and he's like, no, I'm not going to help you out. It's my daughter's birthday. And that basically leads to the anti-god basically then coming to Earth and destroying the city. And they defeat him there, but yeah, they get sent to a different dimension. I, I like the references to other 
or at least hints to other things. Basically, Jeff Lemire, basically, this this, this is what this is. It's his own thing. There's a lot of stuff that's unique, a lot of stuff that's original, but also... A lot of memory. Everything is like commentary on Marvel DC by basically taking all those characters, renaming them, putting them in this universe and saying if they all exist in the same place, how would it work? The Amazon chick or the Wimzonians or whatever they were. <laughs> that was the worst. Like I, I, I mean, it, it didn't make sense. The name wasn't real and it bugged me. A, a Wamzonian. <laughs> What the fuck is that? You don't know what happens in this world. I know, but I'm just saying. And they get, I mean, it, this is great. Do you think she's going to pick up the hammer? I don't know. I want Maybe. her to, but now I'm, I'm now I'm at that point. Now I know there's a force field and I know they've been stuck here. But for some reason, it never occurred to me that there was something stopping them. I think they talked about it before, haven't they? Well, I know, they just I know, said, well, we can't leave. They, they just kept can't, saying we yeah, can't. they can't leave. But they never told you why. Now we right. know why. But now I know that oh, the force field only goes you know over by that grove of trees, and we can actually go to the town. So I'm now I'm at that point. We don't I'm, know. What do you mean we know why? There's just a force field. That's not why. No, we know why they. Can't but we leave. know what's we know what's hindering them. It'll kill them. We don't know who yeah. it is, but we right. know why they don't want to leave because right. there's a force field that they know nothing about. We don't know who put it up or why it's there, but we know like before there's like we can't leave. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, that's why they can't leave. You know what? We kind of got away from, and I mean, I'm I'm glad to wait around for it. But I found it interesting the town kind of interacting with them. We've kind of gotten away from the last couple of issues, but it's mm-hmm. probably more getting to learning more about this group. Than well, I said the the last five, the least last six issues have been always centered towards a specific person, character. Yeah. So now that we've we've introduced everybody, we've seen their life story, now we can get into the teamwork or we can get into the, hey, what's the world building around it? Yeah. This was my pick. It's a solid nine. It was good. I give it a seven. I think out of, I don't like hate it, but it's like my least favorite out of all the issues. Really? I, it, it, it was so predictable. Everything was. I mean, it just. Oh. Nothing mm-hmm. really drove. I I didn't get I I didn't predict anything other than him dying. I was assumed that he died killing whatever anti god. Anti god. That died. would be the only thing that surprised me is that he willingly just jumped into the air and killed. Himself, and I never so. expected, um, the way he died. Like I said, the way he died. Any of that story. How would she get there? She doesn't know. Okay, that's right. She can't remember anything. Other than she was thing. she was trying to get over, and once you come into the new thing, you like forget. Okay, because that was Somewhere, that was something not, that I, I was. You know, when I, I, I read this and I thought of, um, what is Tubbs's daughter's name? Is it Rosie from Southern yeah. Bastards? That's what I thought of right away when she shows up. She looks like her. Garrett, what else did we get? Well, I'm going to tell you. cut me off? <laughs> did you give no, it a I'm, I'm giving it a nine. I like this book a lot. Next, we got Detective Comics number 953, written by James Tinian IV, art by Christian Duche and Fernando Blanco. Um, this was the pick of my week. Really? So far. Wow. It's pretty badass. I really enjoyed it. Like this when is you, that thing that we've talked about. When you guys talked about switching Flash and DC, I was like, really? I, I read um, 952 and 953 back to back. Holy fucking shit. I read shit. two and three? Okay. Bogwold. It was so good. Yeah. Like, I love this. And I think a part of it is that it's um, League of Shadows that I've never seen before. Like, they take no shit. Keep talking. And uh, when it's um, so Shiva is leading the group, and now I yeah. think this is nine fifty two when um, 
she and Roz are showing art, or at least talking together. And doesn't uh, Roz bring the colony? Because now, okay, is the colony working for League of Shadows? I believe so. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, this is one of those books that, at the end of this issue, a lot of people either get the shit kicked out of them, get stabbed, what have you. I wasn't concerned they're going to die, but the reveal at the end where Ra's al Ghul is there, and he's yeah. actually in command of what's going on. Because earlier you find in uh, 952 that Shiva beats the shit out of everybody. Right. And you just assume, oh, he's backed off. No, no. He actually still seems to be in control. Or is he going up against her? He's going up against you. They're not working so they're, together. Okay, they're not. Okay. No. That's where, okay. So it's a good thing I asked that's you. That's why at the, the reveal at the end of this issue is Batman, like he goes home and like. Finds a room to the shit. Yeah. Down. Okay. Him and Ubu just chilling there being like. Detective. Did he call him detective? I don't remember. Because if he, anytime Ra's al Ghul calls Batman detective, holy shit, I love it. That's the best. That's yeah. like the best name to call Batman as a um, detective. Holy shit. I think he does. I can't remember if he does or not. I, never, I read it last night, but it was just one of those. This is the book that stuck out in my head. Because when Cassandra's fighting Batman on the roof and Batman goes, I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to do this. And you can see now. I wait for you to text me, Marvin, and you know, point out that Cassandra is better than Batman. But then again, he wasn't trying to block any restraint. No, I know he w- he was just taking the beating, like we've seen him do in uh, Batman. Yeah, I love I love that fight scene, and a part Perfect. of his, the conversation for Batman to Cassandra, I'm not going to fight you. And when you watch Shiva and her fight, and Shiva wants her so badly, kill me, do this. And how every time she fails her, she goes, you're pulling it at the, the last second to not kill me. Don't do that. I'm like, holy brain right. just explodes. I loved this and then issue. she knocks her the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and she just beats the shit out of her anyway. Well, she was bred to basically just a killing machine. Mm-hmm. When you saw the scenes with her father, you, I don't know if you guys talked about this, the scenes with her father, um, because I, I went to the bathroom for the audience. <laughs> the reason why I, was, I, I was going to say, now you guys know I left, but if you guys talked about this. So no, we didn't. The fight she's training with her father, and all she wants is to know if she why? has, like, where's her mother at? Like, why? Like, I don't know why you're treating me this way. So she grew up isolated away from uh, any kind of contact, so that way she would be a pure killing machine. So that's why she's kind of, like, she doesn't really speak that well, and she's kind of illiterate. Um, but she's also the best fighter in the world. She's the best killer. But she doesn't want to be that. She wants to be kind of like in Logan. It's like, don't be what they made you to be. And she just doesn't want to be what his her father basically made her to be like bred her to be and so she sees her mom and realizes that her mom's the same way and so now she's like just kill me like i don't understand why i'm here like she just wants to feel loved and she's like having those thoughts of being like i don't know if i belong around here or not like i don't know if i could like maybe that's all i'm good for is killing people i don't want to kill people like she's like said she fights with lady shiva she's like i She's like, why? It feels like you're holding back. And it's like, I'm not going to kill you. Um, she says to Lady Shiva. And it, she's like, you're weak. And you're weak. The part that really, I mean, on the Batman side of things, like, you know, when Alfred's in danger or whatever. Yeah. That always pulls me back into who Bruce Wayne is as a character. Like, in the Batman series right now, like, I don't feel any of that emotion. But, like, when it's Bruce Wayne going for yeah, that's what Alfred, he I'm just like, he even oh, looked, yeah, like, that's like Oh, Clayface is uh, gone? Like... He was concerned, but he, he didn't really care. And then when it's Alfred, it's Alfred. <laughs> it's for me. It's when um, 
side note for turtles at least when master splinter calls the turtles his their that they are his sons love it and it's kind of like when bruce alfred's dad yeah I mean, for the moment i know he's not but surrogate, mean, he, he's a surrogate father how old was he when his parents died eight eight so this so, guy I mean, he's at least like 30 something so for like almost 30 years that's yeah. been his dad yeah. so i'm just i mean so it's one of those things that it really brings it home going that's your dad that's being attacked. That's your dad that you need to go and find and protect and beat the shit out of everybody. I like to that get to him. in terms of uh, Raza Gul, Raisha Gul, whatever you want to say. No. Um, Raish is if you're friends or if you know him. Raz is if he's a who dude. Who says I don't know him? Marvin, he would have <laughs> killed you. Um, so Raza But I like how the title of the arc is League of Shadows. Mm-hmm. So we always knew he's going to be involved, but it takes, this is the third one in, right? No, it's not two. It's at least the third. First one was the prelude, 950. Oh, that was a prelude? Yeah. No, 951, 952, 953. This is the third is one. Is this the third one? Yeah, it's the third this, one. Uh, this is a 952. This is a 953. Yeah. I've been talking about 952 with you, though. Okay, so 50 was the prelude. Yeah. Then one, two, three. So we, it, I like how it's like three issues in, and then he shows up. Even though he was in a flashback. What happened in 951? It was... Um, I know 952 is the... It's when Mer- 951 is when... They heard of the ride in the park, and they thought it was a Joker, and they show up, and it's like, oh, it's not a ride in the park. I thought that was 952. No, 952 was the end of that, where they talk about the evacuated Jim Gordon, evacuated everybody, because they don't want to... I'm, I'm, I'm almost... I I'm, sure I'm, I'm, I'm trying to The believe. Jokers, I thought, were the cliffhanger in 952. I'm trying to I believe you. So. I thought... I just want to look, because I... That can't be true. It is. I can't. Why you always get it down? Part th- no, Marvin, you're right. It is part three. Yes. But I'm just trying to oh, shut up. I just wanted to know what 51 was. End of 51 was. Gordon them. shows up at the beginning of this issue. Yeah, I know. So the second one talked about how they evacuated him out of town, and the oh 951 oh, 951 ended with the mayor dying up in the thing. Oh yeah, right with the stab. Yeah, That's you're right. right. Okay. That's what how it ended. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how it ended. That was in the story, but yeah. What are you looking up? Um, 951. I think this was good, but I like 952 way more. So I know you read it back to back, so maybe it merges with you. But I thought this was good. But I just felt like it was missing something. I don't know what it is. I can't even complain about it. It was still great. I mean, if we're talking about in terms of uh, this week, it's probably two or three top. I think reading I think reading the 952 and 953 back to back really does. I like two a lot. Finished it. Came together really nicely. That... You're right. It's bleeding together for me as one consistent story. But it, it's what I talked about before. 952 art-wise was consistent. And this one, there's like two people on it again. And so I think that it always takes me out of it. Like when I'm reading and all of a sudden like, oh, this is a different artist. Then it's like, okay, we're not going to reset myself and we got to start over. The artist in the fight scene though with Shiva. Great. And Batman fight. solid though. It was an eight for me. Sometimes, some, like unworthy. Fo- what was that? Lightning? Unworthy Whoa, Thor. Turn of the Flash. Unworthy Thor, I yes, I acknowledge I could see the different artists. It bugged me. This is one of those I think I got so drawn into the book yeah. that it didn't take me out of it. It's yeah. good art though, overall. Detect has been fucking excellent. It has. This I mean, good job, James Tinian. Like, holy fuck. I'm not gonna clap for you, but great job. Well, the shit he was doing before, not so great. So maybe not as, that's the thing though. It's like anybody from the new fifty two, I don't even know if it's their fault. You know, because there's so much editorial interference and now they've taken a step back and now people that we 
didn't like before are now thriving. Sam Humphreys, James Tinian. Yeah. It's like maybe that's who they've been the whole time, but all their stories got butchered. Right. So it's great. I just will hope that um, who's the uh, guy who's always Eddie Barrows? Whenever he does an issue, I'm like, oh, that's a great issue. So I hope they find some like consistency. Schmidt. I hope they find because some of these, like uh, some of these Rebirth series, have like two different artists that rotate. But you can't even see Detective has been like all over the place for art. Yeah. So I think that's his weakest part. And I think in this issue, for me at least, I think that was its main fault. Did Whatever. you give a score? Yeah, I said nine. That was all the comics for this week. Unworthy Thor number five, election number two, Action Comics 976, Department H number 12, Black Hammer 7, and Detective Comics 953. Flash number 19. Flash number 19, uh, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Carmine de Jean Domino, and somebody else. Brought to you by Rainbow Comics Cards and Collectibles, located at 3310 South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or in Lincoln, Nebraska at 1501 Pine Lake Road, number 17. Go in there and get your weekly books, get some trade paperbacks, get some back issues, or free into sports cards. They have tons of sport cards and collectibles. Now go ahead and set up a pull list with them. It's very easy, very quick. Or you can go online and find more information at rainbowcomicsandcards.com. You can also contact them through their Facebook page to set up that pull list or to see what came out. Rainbow Comics and Cards on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash rainbowcomicsandcards. Or their Lincoln location at facebook.com slash Lincoln. You can also visit them on Twitter at rainbowcomicssf. Once again, go to rainbowcomicsandcards.com for more information. Reveal your hero. So now let's talk about uh, our review of Power Rangers. Just to remind me of my screw up. You know, I don't think we're ever going to understand each other. They're going to come here every Saturday just to graduate with all these other weirdos and criminals. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep so this is where you come every Saturday instead of practice. Tragic. <laughs> I keep the ends out for the tie that by Hey! It's a restricted area! Uh guys? There's something in there. I Billy, you're What is it? Scary. Somebody should have pointed that out. Wait, I did. You know something happened up there, okay? I'm not the same. I'm strong. How strong? I can say least strong. Directed by... Oh, Jesus. What? Not you. Where's my script? Oh. Uh, Directed by Dean Israelite. Israelite. Screenplay by John Gaddis and starring who? Garrett. Um, it was starting. Jeez, I forgot we were like how I this. told him before the show. Get yeah, okay. Ready. How am I supposed to do that? Like Get two seconds ready. as you transition. All right. So we got date. Uh, now I can't even say their fucking names because of you. Um, Dacker Montgomery as Jason Scott, the Red Ranger. Naomi Scott as Kimberly Hart or the Pink Ranger. R.J. Siler as Billy Cranston, the Blue Ranger. Becky G as. They say Trini in the movie. I always think it's Trini, uh, the Yellow Ranger. I literally didn't hear any difference in what you just said. You said oh, I can hear it because Trini. Trini is not Trini. 
The I is E, not in E. Like any belly button. No. All right, moving on. Ludi Lin as Zach slash Black Ranger. He doesn't get a last name, uh, according to Wikipedia. Bill Hader is Alpha 5. Brian Cranston Zordon. Elizabeth Banks is Rita Repulsa. No one cares about anybody else. That's the main cast. <clears throat> we can sum up my thoughts on this movie in three words. We saw it tonight. You better not say pieces. Opening seven, seven o'clock, pretty full for also a smaller theater. Beauty and the Beast has been taken over. Um, we can sum up my thoughts on this movie in three words. I was wrong. Woo! Oh my god! Oh, well, wait to blow my ears. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Wow. Oh, this, take this movie. In. I went in very cynical. You gave it up though. Alex gave it up. Being cynical. Oh well, uh, I went into it thinking this was gonna be a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I kind of want to like hug you, right? I went <laughs> in thinking this is gonna be the worst piece of shit I've seen in my life. Not by the way, none of those trailers did this movie any justice. Nope, none of that promotion. Which is good. Which is good. It was like reverse promotion. It was basically the last twenty minutes of that movie's been all its promotion, nothing else. Um, but I went into this movie, and there's some points like there, like especially when you. I don't know why they say this without making me sound like a pop his ass, but <laughs> I mean, when you see when like I like to see when I w- read anything, when I watch anything story wise, something has a narrative. It's like I'm like fucking Neo from the Matrix. It turns into ones and zeros that I see everything behind the scenes. I can't enjoy something and just watch and be like without thinking me like, how do they shoot that? How do they write that? Is that dialogue good? You know what I mean? That like from a critical standpoint. So I'm watching this movie and I don't think there's been a movie in a long time, which I gave this movie just props for, which makes that part of my brain turn off and a point of my brain turn on and be like, you know, this is pretty fun. Yeah. And a point in which, and this is, we haven't given any spoilers, right? So far? No. Let's hold off on yeah, the spoilers for like a couple of minutes so okay. people can just know our basic thoughts. But like at the end of this movie, we, we joked about it before we started rolling. Oh, no, actually you said it on the air, right? That there's going to be five more. Well, yeah, there's six total. There's six movie six story total. arc planned. Whenever I see something that makes me want to see more, but also I feel like it's fun, the way I come at it, and like I said before, like when I see something, I'm always like, how does it mean? Stuff like that. When I saw that, I was like, the wrestles are going to be fun. I'm excited to hear where they, I see where they take this. Yeah. And so for that, for that movie, for me to go into being like, this is going to be horrible, I even told uh, Garrett, I go, it's going to be a good chance I don't make it out of this movie. I might <laughs> kill myself for watching it. <laughs> but. The whole time, and I was I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it because it was like that first, like that was like, oh, that scene's good. That made me laugh. Oh, that scene was good. That was some good action. Uh, that scene was good. That was good. And then, like, it never came to a point where I was like, that's a, that's bad, or like where I stopped enjoying myself. So, you know what? I was wrong. Ooh, good. This is this. Nice. I have to admit, this is a movie that when it comes out on DVD, I may actually just buy it straight up. Oh, because I I, re- I really enjoyed this, and I was gonna be. There's things that I could have been nitpicky and criticized. And he's like, you know what? I've, I've watched the whole first three seasons of this Mighty Morphin, which is what this movie is based off. And you know what? I love this fucking movie. It was so good. Like as much as I went, this is going to be garbage. Yeah. I too was incorrect. Guys, That's welcome was, to Team Nostalgia. I was going to say that too. That there are things. I mean, it's not, it's not a perfect movie. It's not, you know, like a movie I would put up there with another, like the, a great movie that I've seen before, but right. it never, like the stuff that I couldn't, well, I think you couldn't think it. of one. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say Logan, but I have issues with Logan too. Yeah. 
Um, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. I said Shawshank. Uh, Goodfellas, my favorite movie of all time. So it's not good. Winter Fel- Soldier. It's not Goodfellas level. It's not Winter Soldier. That you know, that's a good point. Let's bring it down to that kind of same level because they're trying to do the same thing: be an entertaining movie rather than be Goodfellas, which is fucking the best movie ever. Masterpiece, uh, masterclass. So, um, I you know, it, there are things that I could be like, that's horrible, that's horrible, and you'll hear throughout the truth. There's picky things, but for a movie to take itself not serious at all, to kind of indulge itself in its own cheesiness and never apologize for it because there's even points when they're self-aware and they make jokes about it like guys where are we like iron man it's because people make jokes that those suits look like iron man so they're aware of what people are thinking about this and so you have to watch something knowing what its intentions are right right i can't that movie's not it's not trying to be at the level like goodfellas is it's not trying to win best picture at the oscars it is knowing its material and being like, we want to make an entertaining movie for people who are fans of this or people who might be interested in this. And for, at that level, I think it succeeds. And for me as a former fan, because I remember that we said in the show, I was like, nothing about Power Rangers ever excites me. Like I see it and I'm like, I used to like that, but not, that's why I wasn't even interested in watching the movie. Right. But throughout that movie, there's points when I was like, I think I want to read that comic now. Or like there's the certain points. really good by comic. There's certain against. points where like it rekindles that love I had for that material and i was like so that they did their job and i enjoyed all of it i think i don't think there's any point where i i didn't like that movie there was i mean there were so many things about it like i was worried because like i had seen the reviews whatever and i knew your guys thoughts on it like oh not going in with very (laughs) big expectations and i was like god for the love of god can i just can there for once be a movie that doesn't do well critic wise that I fucking just love. That's what I said. But the cinema and this movie, it did it. It it brought everything I wanted in a Power Rangers flick. And I give it like one of the things I loved. I was talking to Alex throughout the movie, like Alpha, fucking Holy, hilarious. He was the best. He he, he was, was he was one of the best parts of this movie. Yeah, he wasn't a piece of shit like he was in the so original the spoiler. Show. Yeah, spoiler okay. from here out for uh, Power Rangers. I would say though, if you're a fan of the material or. If it even interests you in a little bit, like if you're a fan of superheroes and you've never watched Power Rangers, I'd say go see it. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to see I, it again. I said, this This is one of those movies, if you've ever seen the show, you're going to, there are going to be things that, okay, it bugged me that the five were not friends to begin with. Oh, did we get non-spoilers yet? I thought you just said we could. No, but we're seeing our final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts, non-spoiler. Yeah. Oh, okay. Before not, we go into spoiler time. I was just going to say, though, if you're not a fan of the material, like uh, Alicia, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, I don't think she would ever like it. Because she's not familiar with the material or even interested, or like your wife, I don't yeah, think you can show them. Would. You can show them and be like, "This She'd, is a good movie." I think no. my wife would watch it just because I was watching it. But, but it's not funny she enough for like, I mean, just like nobody knows anything about. I Deadpool, think I forgave some they, th- some stuff. And gonna no, what were you going to say? What are your final thoughts? Let's get into spoilers. Because um, I want to start talking about the show. Final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I this is the one time I not sorry about my knuckles. <laughs> And he's cracking his fucking knuckles over here. I'm like, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna pull an Alex line. I'm biased. I love the shit out of this movie. I mean, I love the show. I love the comic. I love this universe. Mm-hmm. And if you are a fan of one episode of that entire series, you'll you'll enjoy this movie. Uh, spoilers from here on out. Sweet. Um, I think so. The moments that like when they finally morph and get in their suits and they walk out of the that score was pretty great actually too. Oh my! It sounded like Tron a little bit. Yeah, it sounded a little bit like very uh, synthesizer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very synthesizer, which makes sense. Like it's going for that old school kind of feel. Um, so they're like leaving the cave and they're all like walking, and it's that synth. 
Like I get fucking chills. And then when they're on their Zords for the first time and then the Power Rangers theme hits and I was like, fuck. I, I didn't like, think they would do that in a million I years. I didn't, I didn't think they would. I think, that, you know, so that's at the point of the movie when I was like, okay, whoever made this movie, if they're going to make the rest of them, I'm in because they, they didn't forgive like how cheesy that opening theme is. They were like, here it is. Like, I know you guys love, like they knew people would at that point freak out if they're fans being like, that's the fucking song. They wouldn't, they're not apologizing being like, we're trying to be, you know, get away from that kind of stuff, which is like what I feel like I would say, I was going to say, uh, I was talking earlier that Iron Fist is going to come up a lot because Iron Fist is like the opposite for me. It feels like they're apologizing for the material a lot being like, right. well, we're not goofy like that. He's not going to fucking steal his chi from uh, a dragon. Fuck that shit. Or he's not going to be in his costume. Fuck that. We're realistic. Whereas in this movie, they're like. No, if we're going to play that fucking theme. <laughs> but yeah. they waited to like the point when it. The Zords were Like the out. point when they, they were like, okay, we earned to, our right to play this theme. And then they played it. And I was like, I, I don't know. You could tell everyone in the whole audience was just yeah. like, fuck yes. Like, yes. I was going to say, that's a, the first movie in a long time because we go to opening nights all the time. Yeah. That's the first movie in a long time where people clapped at the end. Yeah. I don't think it's happened for a while. Mm. Uh, so now, okay, I'm weirdly. I don't like I, people clapping, though. But was it weirdly enough, I, w- I was in plays. I appreciate clapping at movies. It bugs the shit out of me does, because they can't hear there's you. There's no there. But I think it was more, and I think I don't like clapping, but I almost felt like I should have at that movie because it was like, I needed some way to be like, that was good. Yeah. But I also didn't want to tell you guys what I thought. So I you. know it was killing me. It was driving me nuts right after. I was like, there's no way I could love this movie so much. And then Myron hated it even a little bit. So, you know, there's a mark of a, and I've said this on the show before, of a good movie is like, it has two to three great scenes and has no bad scenes. I don't think this movie's that. But I think this movie has all good scenes. There's no bad scenes. And there's one point in which I was like, this is getting a little too long. But luckily, it's like a minute long is uh, Trini. Is that her name? Right? Trini. Trini. We, okay. The way Trinity. It is, the way it is, and that's what it sounds like every time it's Trini. Is that it's how it's spelled, Trinity. too. T-R-I-N-I. Trini. 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 In the show they call her she's, Trini. When she's at the dinner scene, that part was a little like, eh, this is really necessary. I know she's an outcast from her family. Like, I don't really need this scene. Whereas, because we're uh, mostly because it felt out of place because we're already past establishing who these yeah. people are and then it just shows up for some reason. That was the only part where I was like, eh, but it wasn't a bad scene, I don't think. Uh, the actress isn't the greatest and we find out before the show she's a singer. Yeah. So she maybe that's why. in the shower. So I kind of forgive her for that. <laughs> you know, um, but, I, but I liked I liked Trini in this movie. It she actually, got better as it went along. It actually didn't bother me that she isn't a great actor. She's supposed to be a weirdo and an outcast. She's supposed to be the quote-unquote new girl. They also don't give her much to do anyway. No, so. she doesn't talk much. I think they understood that. I really love that scene between her and Kimberly at the, was it, was it at they're, Krispy Kreme? When they're playing. Or whatever they were at. They're some cafe. No, just a cafe. Really? Cafe, they didn't use that another opportunity to do Krispy Kreme. But, um, yeah, I mean, when they're doing that fighting thing with the fucking I fork think, um, and the donut or whatever. What's like. it? What's, what's the actor's name, RJ, that play, play Billy? RJ yep. Siler. Fucking steals the show. He's so oh, good in that movie. He great. he was he and Jason. I I liked this Jason Billy a lot. Too, that Billy. I thought you know the thing, is, and I thought throughout the movie was that uh, dialogue wise, there is some cheesy dialogue, but they mostly give those lines to Billy, and he does a, such a good job at that. Is at, at being that character that every time a line f- felt like it could have been cheesy, he sells it enough that I was like, okay, I believe he would say that. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end, he's like. Man, I'm glad you guys are my friends. Oh, like, uh, and before they, when they're in the Zord thing, he's like, God, I love you guys. And it's like, that could be a cheesy moment where they're like, oh, friendship. Like, but it's like, for that character, 
that sold it throughout the movie, I was like, I believe him that he would say that. Yeah. I think as a, for, and I, I liked, I liked all the characters. It was weird for me being that they weren't all friends to begin with. And that's what they are in the original in the show. show. And they're also, yeah. they're all, are they outcasts close. in the show? I don't believe well, they're, No, right? they're like the most popular, they're the most popular kids. Yeah. But, they're, but they're outcasts because they get picked on all the time by the bullies, but they're people that everyone looks up to. But I actually, which like in this that. case, they're all not bad guys, no, but, but they're not the stand up characters. They're people that they need to prove. Like they, pr- like they made each other strong. They're people who make bad decisions in their life, but they're not bad people. No, and, th- and, that's, what, and that's what Jason tells Kimberly is yeah. that you did a bad thing, but that doesn't make you a bad person. Well, by the end, you know, you're just rooting for them. Like it, I think that was a great technique. You weren't rooting for them to just like morph and just go beat the shit out of people. Like you wanted that, but you weren't by like three, four, like halfway through the movie, whatever. You're actually wanting these characters to bond so that they can get to the morphing. Yeah. Like that was powerful. I thought, I mean, I like that Zach brought it and it, yeah, that Zach, Zach brings it up, goes, maybe we need to try to be friends. We need to actually talk to each yeah. other, know each other. Cause that's the whole premise is that you guys get power from being together and being a group. And it's fun to see for me as Jason is told, you're the leader. You're the leader. You're the leader. To actually see him struggle being the leader as something yeah. happens in the movie. He never thought he had that he struggles with. He never thought he made the best decision. So he's like, "Why would I be the leader?" Yep. Yeah. But then he proves at the end. He was like, "No, you're you're the leader because you can make those decisions." And like when he not, saves Pam's shitty husband from the office. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know what's? I was gonna say. So two points here. One, his movie. There's a lot of stuff similar with the reboot of Fantastic Four. In terms of aesthetics, how it looks, and also like trying to take a different take on Fantastic Four. The thing that Fantastic Four does wrong is that it takes itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. The thing that Iron Fist does wrong, it tries to take itself too seriously. Whereas this is like, it starts off with jo- with a joke about masturbating like a, a bull, right? And like it, so it sets the mood being like, this is movie's not going to be on, like serious. And it there's a lot of those jokes throughout it. There's a lot of comic comedic relief. And there's also but a lot of like them and the and the Zoids Zords Zords Jesus <laughs> them and the Zor Zords and like Alpha Five you almost said Zoids again you really are the Billy of our group or like Alpha hey, Five douchebag or like Alpha Five he couldn't come up you're with the, the guy that masturbates the cow <laughs> Jason oh wow. I'm not in the world was it, if it's just a different guy was he's it? just the guy from the just football team I think oh it was the other guy. Um, you know what I wonder if he he called him something by his last name I wonder if that was like a Balkan Skull reference when he said his guy's last his, name he was the name was in the credits oh. Skullovich maybe um, what was his name oh like Alpha 5 it's like they didn't try to sway they made him actually more weird than he is in the show it's like that's what I mean they like they allow them to like the material is already like out there and they never like no let's make Alpha 5 serious like you know what I mean it's like right. make him funny make uh, Zordon Zor, oh, Brian. Brian Cranston is amazing in this movie. For a movie that he could just could have showed up every day and cashed a paycheck, like that. Open even that opening scene when he you find out he's a Power Ranger at at first and he's like dying. Even in that part, I was like, this fucking guy gave it all. Like yeah. he didn't go to that trying to. He didn't have paycheck. It. No, he was like, no, I'm gonna make it, if I'm gonna be Zordon, I'm gonna be fucking Zordon. Right. Um. Also, the fighting in this movie. There's a lot of good martial arts in this movie. Um, I mean, it is. There's a lot of also CG, but you know, I mean, who, that's 
or Kate, that's, uh, that's keeping with how it's always been that show. But I was watching those scenes of the fighting, and I was like, "Wow, those are better fight scenes than an Iron Fist." Yeah, I mean, they don't last that right. long, but it's still like you, you can, can tell, tell there's a learning curve too. Like they're not like the best ever. It was it was fun. The training parts were fun in the pit. Yeah, yeah. it was fun to see them actually learning to fight, which Jason is actually supposed to be originally well trained in, and it's he can fight, but he's not. Well, that's what I was going to say. There's a lot of changes to make it its own, but none of them are, none of them are big enough or even make, even like matter enough to affect the story. Like how uh, Rita used to be a Power Ranger. That's new, but it doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. actually makes sense to the actually, story. It's, more, it's even a more personal hit that she keeps fighting. The fact that they are people who made bad decisions in her life but aren't bad people, they prove that by, you know, coming together and be friends. Even right away, Jason like tries to protect Billy. Showing that he's not a bad person. He yeah. just doesn't like where he is in his life. And I think that's great, too. It teaches a good lesson. I mean, this movie's for kids. It's supposed to be. And um, by the way, even though it's supposed to be for kids, a lot of inappropriate humor. I thought for I, kids. I think it's I more think they realize that teenagers. we're all going to go see that yeah, movie, Yeah, I think though. so. Um, well, but you got to remember, the people that they might be even aiming towards are the kids who are our age. There's a lot of mature. You know what? It was more mature than I thought it would be. There's a lot of mature themes that is as it PG, a kid. It's PG-13 though. Right? It is. No, is it? I thought it's PG. I mean, no, it must it be PG-13. Be PG-13. 13. It should be PG-13. There's a couple swear yeah, words. Yeah, there's swear words in it. There's almost a uh, motherfucker in it. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. Oh, Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, mother's fine. You didn't laugh during that part. I looked right at you. I, I Really? I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. You know it's good I didn't sit by you guys to sat the way in because otherwise you would have saw, you would have saw how much I enjoyed that movie. Uh, I was laughing a lot. I uh, no, and he can attest. I did laugh at stuff. Yeah, it was PG three. But Yippee Kaye was one of those. Oh, I almost wish it was unexpected the, for me. Oh, yeah, I was so it made me laugh. That in a million years. The um, I think this movie did a good job for a movie that can't could be very uh, blunt. Is it very? There's some things that are very subtle about it, and I mean it's not all subtle. But there's things, certain things, and I I think I noticed it more. It was more of that. Neo Matrix thing I was talking about, but like there's a scene at the beginning when Jason first gets in trouble and he's wearing that ankle bracelet and he puts it up on the dash to tie his shoes and his dad just looks at it for a second and you can tell like in his face he gets angry, but he doesn't bring it up. He doesn't be like, that's why I'm angry and like point it out. You could just tell from the subtle nature of him looking at it and getting angry at Jason, like that's why he's mad at him. Or like later on when, like they never say it in the movie, but later on when the Red Ranger saves him and he hangs it on his thing and he kind of looks to the side you can tell that he's like he knows that that's his son, but he he's not going to say anything. Right. And so it's like small things like that that I was like, that's good writing because normally in a, a shit movie, um, they'll explain it. They would be he would be like he would have pinned it up there next to a picture of his son and then looked at it, looked at it, and be like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> you know, there's something that as a as a kid and as an adult who's watched the show, I always wanted the um, the dinosaurs to fight more. Man, I. Couldn't have asked for a better movie where the actual, the five separate Zords fought. For a long time. A lot of time. Like 10 minutes probably. And when they're. Oh, maybe that's pushing. Can I, can I actually say some stuff yeah, that's happened? Spoiler curtain's okay. gotten You were spoiling. Well, I know, but I just, okay. So when they're, they're holding the line to protect yeah. the Zeo crystal and Jason goes, you know, or Billy goes, hey, we're going to die. And he goes, well, you're not going to die alone. And so they all are getting pushed in this thing and then they finally come together. And I was like, fuck Yeah. Yeah. You watch them actually start to come together, and they don't do... I mean, the things that could have been cheesy, all the jazz that they used to do, this is really, really well put That's together. what I mean. Like, moments like that, the moment with, where they finally morph, where they finally get in their uh, their resorts, 
like most like that, like I expect it to happen and I expect it to just be like, mm, okay, I expect that. But you're right. At those points, I was like, the movie earned it at that point. Cause they don't get into their suits until like, there's only Three 30 fourths, minutes yeah. of the movie left. It's a lot. It's two hours, right? Yeah. So it, you go a whole almost hour and a half with just them establishing like who these people are and actually making you care with the person behind that that's behind the suit that at that point when they do that kind of stuff I'm like I feel excited for like that character finally getting the suit rather than all oh, those are the Power Rangers you know yeah. what I mean there was a, another a thing that was could have been a nitpicky thing and actually I respected it and it wasn't due to the actor's choice maybe it was an actor's choice when they're in their zords they're not wearing their face helmets I think that's a studio choice and which is yeah. actually fine they do that with Iron because it actually shows you their facial expressions. Yeah, it's not, I think that's, it's that's where you don't need to wear a face shield when you have a shield over your head. No, I know, but it, it usually they do wear their face shield, yeah. and that is fine. But it was kind of nice to see, you know, this is they're actually friends, and there's actually a teamwork, and there's actually a caring amongst them. And I know that you're, I think you're biased, Garrett, towards Tommy and Kimberly, but I've always liked Jason more. That to see Jason and Kimberly kind of get this oh. cute romantic thing, I like that. If you're talking TV show. Tommy and Kimberly forever. Well, I know. But if they're talking about the movie, right now I'm, I'm Team Jason and, and they were in this movie too. Cameo. Oh my God. Best part of the movie, Amy Jo Johnson. Mm. No, mm. Be- best part I thought that was subtle. I like yeah. it. Like I like It wasn't forced. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a scene of a crowd and if you know who those two are, you're like, oh, you got excited. But if you don't, it's like you don't, it doesn't really take away. It's, like, just, yeah. it's, it's not like a Stan Lee cameo where they take away from the action for two seconds to show you Stan Lee. Right. Which I don't mind those cameos actually. They're pretty funny. Um, there, w- there was one actual gripe I have a couple. We'll get into them. But you yeah. can go. And it was uh, Zach taking the Mastodon out and running really? over the city and or destroying stuff. Yeah, I don't think they established that was kind of his character before they did that. So I didn't I didn't like that either. I'll agree with you that. You seem a little unnecessary. It, it just was one of those, it was unnecessarily destruction. I understood if he was still in the mountains or he destroyed some trees, but he actually runs into other vehicles. And then Does he crashes. He well, he scares the shit out of that person in the vehicle. No, that, he, no the he, they never see him. The van. They never see him. He goes is, around them. Isn't he telling them to go move? tell it on the map? Oh, that's right. right. He swings behind him. He swings behind it just kind of bugged me. It was just one of those. It does too. It just it didn't, was unnecessary. It didn't need to be we needed. knew who he was at that point. He said he was crazy and he's already yeah. proved it at that point. But. At first, uh, when he first like busted out of the mountain, I was like, oh shit, is he just going to like land in the city and then that's going to be like the second act? But no. Nope. And, um, it, second. and they, they wrapped it up nicely. It was one yeah. of those kind of like your, your Trini scene. It, it was weird. I didn't care for it, but they wrapped it up fine and it wasn't a big deal. The uh, two major gripes I have are actually within the same part of the movie at the last i actually think the movie is pretty i would give it like a an eight or nine up until the last fight scene and then the last fight scene besides the power rangers moments those actually were pretty good but the music that plays and i was talking about this earlier that during the major fight scene it's just a pop song just because i like that score so yeah. much and it's like where's that score it's pretty good like you yeah. should be playing that right now right instead of just a pop song and i think there's a lot of like in other points it made sense because they're just kids, they aren't Power Rangers yet, and then like it's a fight scene with Power Rangers, and all of a sudden Kanye West hits, and I was kind of like, it's not really necessary at this point. So now I, I, I think can't, it's more to bring like for teenagers to be like, oh, I know that song. So I can't, I can't say that because I didn't hear it. Mm. And as a personal choice, I would rather have heard like a power, was a an actual choice. Power Ranger song. That's what I mean. Like would have been nice. Um, and also I don't like that Goldar was like this gold, no face gold thing. Yeah. I was kind of like, because that was the only point where I felt like they were apologizing for like the material being like, they no, he's not going to be gonna, a monkey. He's not going to actually be a monkey. Thing. Well, he's just going to be a gold monster. they just took the first part of his name and made that the element. I mean, I know he's gold, but Goldar. Yeah. Okay, you're making for gold. 
But otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of things. There's a lot. Of, there's some, like you said, stuff that's unnecessary plot holes. But the thing is about like that scene you're talking about where he takes the sword out. All these people besides, uh, what's her name? Becky G? <laughs> She's really? okay. Um, but the rest of them, I think, are pretty great actors. Oh, yeah. And they sell those characters a lot. Like Billy's amazing. I think Zach's pretty great in that role. Uh, Kimberly, I think, was pretty good. Jason was pretty good. Zach might have actually been the only one I didn't care for. Really? I liked him. And I think a part is that, uh, and again, I know this is a separate entity Different. from. I know what you're mm-hmm. going to say. He doesn't seem like the old Zach. And it, it's not because he's not African American. He seems more like Tommy, right? Kind of. Yeah. That he and Jason kept bumping heads yeah. when instead Jason and Zach are actually supposed to be buddies. Yeah. I mean, it's different, though. Yeah, and, yeah, and, which is fine. And I, I like the dynamic between Jason and uh, Billy, though. Like, I, I actually believe they were friends. Sometimes when I watch a movie, I don't believe these characters are actually friends. But the way that the first time Jason hugs Billy, it's like, oh, okay, that's an awkward an awkward moment, but he's so grateful. But then the next time they hug, it's actually like, bro, you were gone. Right. And I... I do that I part need- where they fucking broke down in a stand by me. If they would have done, have you guys seen the ad for Final Fantasy? Yeah. Or that girl sings it. If they would have done that, Garrett would have been balling, baby. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, oh, what a fucking song, man. Yeah. It was, that was emotional. Um, it was good. Also, the like I said, they were apologists for material by having Goldar not have a face and stuff like that. The Megazord. I didn't like how he didn't have a face. Also. Yeah. It was kind of like I w- can't have a face. Right. It's well, like I got some, some gripes then, like too. Sp- I got two. It's like some space thing. Yeah. What are you saying? I didn't like with the Megazord that you didn't... I mean, you kind of see how he forms, but not really. I always I always got my Jones from that when I see the actual mini-Zords. A little bit. I always, always, always like seeing how they came together, yeah. Yeah. And then my second gripe, it's in the way beginning of the movie, like when he's getting chased by the cops when Jason is. Yeah. And they do that 360-degree thing. I love oh, that. I, I, it was cool, but I was getting sick. I was like, That's oh, what I was going to say. Fuck. Directing-wise, there were some good choices here. Or at least the thing with this movie and directing-wise that I liked was that a lot of movies, especially material like this, you can basically just make... With material like this, you can just uh, play it, play it safe and make a movie that's just standard. Yeah. Right. But there's a lot of choices that he took that were, I think, actually pretty great. There's a scene where he goes on his bike different places and to show you that he's going to like all over the place. They just show you from the point of view of him looking down, the handlebars looking down and the the ground changes to different places, which is a good, nice way to being like, okay, he's going all these places. I like that also because it's like it reminded me you haven't played Last of Us in Last of Us, that scene when you're in the car and you're looking all around. Yeah. And like all the shit's going on. That's what uh, it felt like. It's like, look at it like. He's looking all around too, so it's it's like he and you're like worried the whole time. You're like, look where you're fucking going, and then it he uh, flips over because of that. I don't know. I thought those were like at least it took risk. At least it didn't yeah, play it safe. Right. Look at those moments. At least it was like I'm gonna put this out there. Some people might like it. Some people might like it. But at least it's different, and at least it's not just staring at the car go and all the cops follow him. At least it's right. like this is different. People don't like. I've never seen that shot in a movie before. Yeah, Actually, I have, but not to the like. I didn't expect it in this movie. Right. I don't, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say, my, it's not a gripe. It's just something that I noticed. Again, I'm basing stuff off of what I've seen in the show, in the comic book. When the five of them aren't together in the Megazord, they're, they're in the Megazord, but they're not in the same compartment. They all run a different part. Yeah. Which I think is true even in the show. I think someone does run the arm. Someone does run a leg. Yeah. But they're they're the actually located. Yeah. They're actually located together. Where here it's Trini runs an arm. Well, she's near that arm. 
She's still up at the top of the body. Now, were the other two actually in the legs? I believe so. Okay, because I, I I couldn't see them, but I could see the other two who ran the arms. I thought they were all in like the chest. Okay, it was like so maybe they're up here, up yeah. here, and down in the upper abdomen. chest was Jason. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Like where yeah. it connected to the chest right. is where. They okay, were. yeah. Actually, you know, so when that first happened, I was like that too. I was like, oh, they're supposed to all, they're supposed to be all in one room, like one. Con- but then I was like, you know what? Actually, it makes more logical sense if you're that gonna, they're formed if, together. If you're gonna uh, do an Alex and be like, well, their Zords main cockpits wouldn't be all in the same place. Yeah, yeah. like where did that cockpit come from? in, in the other show, it's like it just comes out of nowhere. And and, and makes more sense. And this isn't even a gripe. At first, I thought it was kind of cheesy when the first time they take a step, they don't know how to walk, and they fall. I was like, oh, that's kind of dumb. But then when they even point out, going, oh, I guess I run the legs. You guys don't. That's what I mean. Right, that figuring was out. more to be like, oh, they all run different things. And it was, I mean, it's a learning moment for them. So it was, it was really good. I there's things about this. I can't wait to see this movie. It was again. fun. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. There, it takes a lot for me, especially to go into a movie and turn off that cynical part of my mind where I'm, where I'm like, especially something that I expected to hate to be like, you know what? I'm having fun in this movie. And I kept expecting it to be like, that's a shit scene. Cause you know what? I go into like, there's a lot of movies and I think even fantastic four, that movie that I don't like uh, reboot. Um, like it's good for a little bit and it goes downhill as the week goes on. Whereas this movie I expected like eventually to be like, I don't like that scene and it's a compound by the end being like, I, there's a lot of things I don't like of this movie. But every scene, I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And it came to a point when there were stuff I could pick apart like that, that I was like, it doesn't matter. I had fun during this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. As I, as I, when I say these things that I'm, I'm being picky about, it doesn't. It didn't actually take away from how much I enjoyed the movie. It was just something I noticed. So it's more of an observance, I'm telling you. And I, probably my favorite part, other than Alpha 5 was amazing, uh, that music cue from the Zords running. And I loved watching that uh, Triceratops run backwards. It was stupid, but I loved it so much. What happened? When Billy's running in the Triceratops, he's actually running backwards. I don't get what you're talking about. Like when he's uh, in his mini Zord, he's running backwards. He's not running forwards like the other four. Inside, like in, him as a, a person inside the thing? No, no, no. The Zord itself is running backwards. It was a mistake for a little bit. Oh. It wasn't the whole time. It was just for a moment. When they got... Re- when they- it's a joke. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, I don't remember that part. Well, it's kind of like I don't remember the Kanye West <laughs> song. Um, you know, also, I was going to say, there's a lot of people... Not a lot of people. But a lot of times when people like go see Power Rangers and people are like... Um, it could be a movie. How often are people going to see Power Rangers? <laughs> but I mean, a, a material like Power Rangers, they'll make excuses for it being like, it's, it's Power Rangers. Like, what do you expect? And it sounds like that's what I'm saying about this movie, but I'm not. I'm saying that this movie, like, it, it at least, it doesn't, like, like I keep saying, doesn't apologize for, like, being what it is. Right. And it never expected to be more than that. So I know a lot of people go into movies and they go, oh, I hear nobody likes it, but, like, you know, like, uh, Sure, I could gripe and like um, say this is bad, this is bad. Like I don't think I don't think of stuff critically, and uh, so I just like it because it's Power Rangers. And that's not why I don't like. Uh, that's not why I'm liking it because you know from listening to the show, right. I could care less that it's Power Rangers. Story wise, I think it, it makes it, it does a good job of making me believe enough in that world to enjoy it and to like kick me back into being like, oh, this is like there's a little stuff along the way to be like. 
here's for you fans. Here's for you fans. And it's right. different enough for me to be like, oh, this is new. Like, this is a different dynamic. Yeah, like I'm so excited to see the direction of this universe. Like, um, well, we were talking about the mid credit scene now. Oh, yeah, you can talk. Yeah, so basically... They were there in the detention and the detention, whatever dude's like the teacher, he's like doing a roll call and he's like, Tommy Oliver, uh, who's obviously the Green Ranger. Um, okay. Not, not everyone's going to obviously know what's the Green Ranger. I didn't Ranger. know Tommy's last name was Oliver. That's the big one. I'm telling okay, you that, fine. I'm telling you that not all of our listeners, maybe a majority of them will know. Not yeah. everyone's going to know that Tommy, Tommy Oliver is obviously the Green Ranger. So we're talking about Power Rangers. We're missing the sixth Power Ranger. Okay. So. Technically, Rita was one. Who was green. Well, she's not part of this team. Well, she's green. <laughs> so was Zordon was red. Only one ranger could be red. Anyway. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, he calls him and then you just see an empty chair and there's a green jacket sitting there. And then it goes into the hallway. So you think you're going to see him. And then that lot, one of those lockers explodes because Billy left an explosive in there from whatever he was working Which on. is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, it's great. It's funny. I'm just saying that... He said he does that all the time. I know, but I'm just saying... They in, set it up. Logically, in schools, that would suck. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of jokes that, you know, for another movie, they would just do a joke and, like, pound your head with it and be like, here's a joke, and be like... Tuck. But there's, like, there's a part, and when he first gets the detention, Jason slaps the bully. And then at the end, he slaps Rita out into space, which, by the way, she goes to the moon, which is like the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Billy's like, oh, I get that. It's like the bully. <laughs> it just made me laugh because it's like that that joke basically was first 20 minutes like the callback to that joke is like, yeah, yeah, beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. And it's like it takes patience to wait for the payoff for that joke, like the whole movie. I don't know. I liked it. I would thought it was good. I would give it like a, an eight. I'm giving it a nine. I would get, take it higher for those. That last scene, I think there's some parts where it got a little too like act. Here's an action scene, but otherwise it was good. It got to like Pacific Rim, like yeah. yeah. I think maybe because it, I don't know. It seemed like it checked off boxes. Okay, parent in peril. Okay, okay, fight all those the guys in one big fight scene. Okay, and I don't know. And then oh, I thought Goldar as a main villain was weak a little bit. Like I would ex- if I think if he was actually who he's supposed to be. Like with the blue face. It would have been better because he could have been talking to stuff like that and he could have been like going after them. But for him to be like a, a faceless, basically faceless, mindless zombie of a, of a monster just going through and destroying everything. I thought it was better when Rita went inside of him. I was like, well, at least somebody's running yeah. this fucker guy. But I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. He wasn't the gold that we all know. But a part of me is hoping that then in movie two, they can find that body to yeah. contain Goldar, so that Goldar doesn't have to be rebuilt. He's always there. That's for me. The strongest part of the movie is the characters, and I'm hoping that now that we establish these people, when two rolls around, they can work on a villain. Yeah, Power Rangers Two: The Return of the Ooze. Now we're gonna get five of these movies. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> my, uh, you know, Return I would, of Ooze. I would, you know, I would like to take it on, like prove, make him better. Yeah, you can't, I, you can't go any worse. I would. Wow. Lo- I actually really enjoyed the fact that. The Rangers didn't turn into the power, didn't turn into their colors until by the last half hour. I know, I like that. Because yeah. there's actually a lot of them building into the characters. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Fantastic Four does the same thing. But in Fantastic Four, by the time you get to it, you're like, come on, get in your fucking costumes. Where in this movie, I was like, it came to a, like, it came to a point. Um, I, I never came to a point where I was like, quit fucking around. Like, let's see your costumes. I was always like invested in those people enough that I didn't care to like, 
Let's get in your account. I knew you eventually were going to get their costumes. I, I believe they couldn't do it. And yeah. it's not because that's what I was going to say. They made it believable enough that they couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, they, that they weren't either altogether, they weren't acting in one, as one. Yeah. I believe that they couldn't do it. It wasn't a choice that, oh, we're not going to do it. It's yeah. just that we physically can't change. In a movie, it felt like, a, in this movie, it felt like they needed that payoff. Mm. Whereas in Fantastic Four, they felt like they were embarrassed to show up in their right. costumes. So. Well, kudos to Saban Eight. and uh, Lionsgate. I kind of like that it's not like Warner Brothers or not Marvel. I like it's its own little niche. I think also that get, that's a positive for this because yeah. it's a smaller studio. Um, I mean, not that small, but Lionsgate. Right. But still, like I feel like they gave the writer and director a lot of freedom to like make the, it felt like one vision. A lot right. of times when you go into movies like this, like Fantastic Four, it feels like there's 15 people involved in that mm-hmm. story. They cut it up and it doesn't make sense. Um, what else was it that we talked about recently where it was all over the place? Um, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Where like this movie actually felt like this is what they wanted to tell. And you know what? Props to them. It was pretty good. Eight. Yeah, yeah I give it a strong nine. Um, one other thing that I hope you and I have talked about it. Um, I liked the double sword that was Do the I? wings. Oh, yeah. I liked that, but there will be that nice excitement when you find out that they can make a mega sword. Yeah, the mega sword. And you can watch them slice down the monster. I liked also um, at the end, Jason put his sword back in the thing, and Zordon's like, You learned that take it. He's like, I'll be back for it. Right. And that's like, I don't know. I I was, it made me excited at the end of this movie being like, The second movie's probably going to happen. I mean, if it does well, I don't know if if it's going to do well or not. In theaters, you think? Yeah. Because just God, because if this if this movie just because it has hard competition, I know it does. But I want to see it again, and I hope like everyone like support that movie. Like go see it in theaters because like I think it deserves a sequel. I think that was I think it took well risk done. and some of the payoffs. Uh, very few of them did not, but I praise that movie for at least trying something that's risky, not just a paint by numbers action movie. If nothing else, this movie made Billy look awesome. Billy was great. And they fucking said it's morphin time. Jason said it's morphin time. That's that part all I got I chills too. I don't just like, like moments oh, like that. Normally, I would be like, I would roll my eyes. Right. Up. But like I said, but at that point, that was like an hour and a half into the movie. Where yeah. I'm like, he earned that. And the, the, a part with the morphin time, normally they do say their animal title. Yeah. It was nice they didn't do that. It no. was just kind of one right. of those, we formed as a team, let's go kick some ass. Well, yeah, it's like their suit wasn't associated with the animal. It just happened to be the color... Because, like, yeah. you, did you get that point that they said that those Zords just take on the most powerful animal at the time? Animal at the time. So I'm thinking, if providing these movies do get uh, evolve. M- more sequels, they actually are going to evolve. Yeah, it says basically, yeah, you're right, because it said, that's why it hooks up in the back of them, so yeah. the Zords have a mind of their own, and then they, like, That part kind of freaked me out a little bit. They, like, sync together. What else is like that where they sing together? Avatar. Yeah. I was actually thinking Pacific Rim. Which also, yeah, you're Pacific Rim. mentally That's how attached. the Megazord was, Pacific Rim. Um, the, uh, Just needed to grab a damn boat. <laughs> I've been so sweet. <laughs> the, uh, and they ads and stuff like that. Whenever I saw the Megazord or any of the Zords, I was like, looks like they're trying to rip off Transformers. And then like the suits, like Iron Man. There's a lot of misconceptions going into that movie where I was like, they're trying to rip off this thing. And they could have very easily made it like that thing. Like Iron Man, like a superhero movie, like Transformers, but it never felt like they were trying to be that. It almost felt like they're trying to be Power Rangers, and it just so happens to be that some of their some of their aesthetics that they originally came up with, oh, not originally, but that's that's who it's been from the beginning. 
it just happens to be like the other stuff. And they even make reference being like Bumblebee. There's a joke about Bumblebee in it. Unique There's a joke like, about Iron Man, yeah. Spider-Man. So it's not like they're not aware of it, but at least they do it tongue in cheek and we're like, who cares? This is what we are. I, I, I do want to mention now they don't say the names, but some of the outfits do resemble their Zord. Because Kimberly really does have that wow. the the bird look to the front, like she did yeah, originally. Yeah, some of them, the masks are different. Like Zax goes over T-Rex does more. have that T-Rex look to it. But I mean, I agree. Right. I mean, Both um, they work the other in the three movie. don't really have it. And they add the suits. I was always like, that looks dumb. But in the movie, it works. Yeah, I, I, it's fun. I, it's a fun yeah, little movie. This is a fun movie. This kind of kickstarted like this. I this was like, I'm not going to collect anything. Like, I'm not going to get anything. Now I'm like, I want it all, baby. Give me the toys. I, would, I, I, I actually posters, will probably jump the, back in you read that to comic the show. Series? I got the first five or six. To the what? Do you get that comic right now? Power yeah. yeah. Is it's it good? On, oh, it's so good. And uh, Howard, I can't remember, Sieta does the best Power Rangers art I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'll get into the first, the I, re- I got the first five, and they were good. It's It was one of those things I think I was expecting it to be like the, like the show. Mm-hmm. And actually, after seeing this movie, it's like, you know what? I need to get over what I've seen in the past yeah. and just enjoy what I'm getting. Exactly. You know, um, and since I dropped this book, words, the comic book takes place book. takes place right after Tommy um, gets Trends. redeemed on the Power Rangers. Um, well, I mean, it's that transition period. Yeah. Okay. We're, uh, we'll wrap it up here soon. But one thing I also want to say about the movie is that I like also that it built a more solid mythology than the show ever had like there's a lot of stuff that like it, it looks that it kind of uh find me some kids with attitude <laughs> yeah that basically took like basic concepts from the series and made it to be like no here's the reason why and like built it up and gave it a reason why and also made it so like these rangers have been around forever and there's the beginning where one of them's an alien one of them is brian cranston the zordon one of them is rita and it's and like gave them a history so that it feels like now it feels like in the show there might be you know how like Marvel Cinematic Universe made it feel more grand? It feels more grand, at least to me. In the TV show, it always seemed like it was surface level. Like, here's what it is, but we're not going to really get into that much. Whereas the show is like, there's a lot of secrets and there's a lot mythology, of stuff, yeah. mythology behind it that we'll get into. Like, I can, I can, I, mean, I can see how it'll be six movies. We, yeah. we could sit here and now and talk now that I've seen that there were other aliens who were Power Rangers. That's what I mean. Like, we're and, now, and, and to know there were alien rangers and to know from past series, there were all these other things. You could have, oh shit! Because they talk about it, don't they? They say that there's one of these on every planet. That there's the zero the zero crystals on every so planet could be, that has life and forces. Each one has Power Rangers that protects it. So, so there could be multiple Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, there's you know, from our, even from like a um, a story standpoint. For me, like there's a lot of threads being like, God, you could do that. You could do that with the story. So that's why I said like at the end of this, I was like, How would I write a sequel to this? And there's so many possibilities that it makes me excited to see that movie and see what they do with it. Right. I mean, as a fan of a former fan of this stuff, and maybe I'll get more into it now that I saw this movie. I give it an eight. Now, if you don't like it at all, I don't. Need, I don't know if you're going to like it that much, because I think you have to like those moments that it earns, like the morphing time, mm-hmm. the them getting the suits, the Zords. I think those pay off because it's like, yes, you guys have proven to me you deserve to do that, right. rather than. I don't know. I guess I have to have to go with somebody who's never seen Power Rangers. You know, I've never, I've never thought of it that this, that this way. That they have earned the right to do. That's to say they're all th- brand new people. Well, like uh, Garrett and I were talking today that in uh, Age of Ultron, it bugs me they never, they didn't use Avengers Assemble. 
the right where I thought they should have. And he goes, well, they've been wait- building up the though. And, yeah, that, and that's what he says. So. He goes, they've been waiting to build into it to actually use it and to execute it yeah. at this time. He goes, when all the other Avengers are actually there, that's when they'll use it. And I was like, okay, I guess I get that. And I've never thought of it that earning the right to say something or the right to yeah. play something or the right to, to have something specific. I agree. This movie has earned. Well, I think that's the, with like this kind of what a, they've done with like subject material that, you know, prior or like some sort of adaptation. I think that's what bugs me the most is the people being like, oh, I like they go see, um, this is not an actual example, but for instance, Iron Man and like, just because it's Iron Man on screen, they forgive it for everything and be like, oh, that's Iron Man. Don't you like it? It's Iron Man. But it's like, no, but the movie's bad. The movie's not bad. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas, like, this movie was like... Could have used Iron Man 2 for that reason. <laughs> Iron Man 2. <laughs> that was I was bad. trying to think of a bad Fantastic Four. Yeah. But nobody, nobody defends that movie. Turtles. Nobody defends that movie either. Um, I was trying to think of something that's bad, but people are like... Green Lantern. No, no one. I don't forgive it. No, no one likes that. Well, let's let's, let's say Green Lantern, for instance. People who are like are like huge fans of Green Lantern, or even let's say the DC Universe. There's some fanboys of DC Universe out there that like think all those movies are great. Not him, online. Um, <laughs> that think all those movies are excellent. They're better than the Marvel movies. All the Marvel movies suck, and just because it's DC, you know what I mean? Right. It's like that's DC. That's what I love. But the movies themselves, the actual thing you saw, is not great. You can't forgive it because it's based on something you like. Even you saying that, and I know you don't believe it, actually hurts. <laughs> but like, so like. Because it's wrong. This, it's the wrong answer. <laughs> this is great, but it's also like, and cherry on top of it, it's something that I used to enjoy and now feel like a spark being like, hey, that's all, that's all stuff that I like. When I left that movie, like I haven't felt this in a long time. Because like with your Marvel movies and your DC movies, whatever, they're trying to leave a lasting impression on you so that you'll get excited for the next movie. But when I, and I, that was what the end credit scene was with Tommy, whatever. But I, when I left and I saw every single person leaving that theater, everyone had this giant ass grin on their so face. People like, clapped. That, that was yeah, so satisfied. That movie was just, yeah, I left and I was people like, clapped that cheered. was like, that's the experience going to a movie. I wish I get every When's the last, time. I, did, I don't remember the last time that happened. Yeah. I don't either. I don't think I've left a movie where I've actually felt satisfied by yeah. seeing, the, not sexually, obviously. I'm just, oh, maybe, you know. anyway. Well, um, satisfaction could be non sexual. But, but it's just one of those things that I, <laughs> but it's just one of those things that I, that's felt, what I mean. Like, if you guys were so there, satisfied. and if I wasn't trying to keep my opinions still in this mm-hmm. podcast, I almost felt at the end there, like, I would have fucking pop, put my fist in the air and be like, that's fucking, like, that's, yeah. that's all I could have asked for on that movie. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, okay, so Logan, when we went to see that, you know, it, it was good. I really liked the right. movie. But you know what? I didn't so feel this. I didn't yeah. feel the same way leaving Logan as I felt tonight. You know why? And I don't know. This is the reason why I didn't. I liked it. It was good, Logan. I mean, there's but there's some people online saying it's the best movie ever. Should be nominated for best picture. Slow your roll, right. <laughs> first off. Yeah, but the thing wrong. about that movie, and I think I'm only going to bring it up because we've seen these kind of back to back, is that that movie at a point felt like it was taking itself too seriously, and it's like, but you're X Men. It's like where's like. And not that it was apologizing for being X-Men, but at some point it's like you're a little getting too serious at a point. Yeah. And you're taking yourself too seriously, mostly because like the things that were not subtle about that movie, like him fighting himself, um, the overtures of corporate America, stuff like that. It's like, all right, slow your roll. Like tell us tell a story about Logan, quit bringing like other stuff into it. Whereas this movie was like, it didn't take itself that seriously, but it also didn't apologize for anything that it was doing. It was like, we don't, this is, if it's cheesy, guess what? We're going to be cheesy. And it yeah. wasn't like, it said a cheesy line and you're like groaned. It was like, 
you said a cheesy line that from a character, Billy, that's, that's how he's been the whole movie. And like for him though, it's sincere. He's not trying to be cheesy. Right. And I like that the, the twist on uh, Billy's character, by the way, in the movie is that he, he's on the spectrum. He's kind of autistic, which is, I think a good twist for that character. I also liked usually when you go into a movie and it's like everybody's diversified and like has their own problems. Usually for me, it's, it is kind of like, they were trying to check boxes, being like, okay, we need somebody who's Hispanic, somebody who's black, somebody who's Asian. But in this movie, it felt natural for me. I don't know what it was. Like, I totally expected when I saw the pictures of who was in the cast being like, oh, it looks like the, uh, you know, it looks like one of those posters for a college being like, come with us. And it's like everybody, everybody race right. and they're all friends. But in this movie, I don't want to, it, like, it burned it enough that I was like, yeah, they would be friends. And yeah, like he's uh, on the spectrum. Uh, but it's never anyone makes fun of that at, at all. He's just like a quirky kind of guy that they like. Yeah, and he's they the guy assumed he was the most just hard. kind of socially awkward. Huh. No, he but said like, he said he was on the spectrum. Yeah. That's the spectrum of autistic, autism. Yeah, that's socially awkward. That's what that means. <laughs> you pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know what you think. What did you give it? I give it an eight. I'm gonna give it a go go nine. Go go nine. You give it a go go nine. Of course, if you know. If you it. are a fan or ever been a fan. Or even look like you're, or you're a fan of superhero movies. Even compensating, wanting to go, not compensating, even considering going, sorry, got dick on the mind apparently. Kong? Remember we're going to see Kong instead? I'm glad we went to this movie. Yeah. I, 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 I am, it brings out the child in me. Oh, creepy. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, I forgot what I was going to say. You said even considering. Oh, even, oh, sorry. Even if you were considering not going to this movie, even there's the thought you might want to see it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think you need to see this movie. Even it if, is worth your money. It's worth your time. Yeah. If I, you had a morbid cu- curiosity, even if you thought it was going to be bad, I think you should go see it. You got a Wednesday comic seal approval right here. Wednesday comics 605 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of it. Send us your ratings for Power Rangers. Let us send your ratings for Iron Fist. Let me know how you're thinking about it. I'm five episodes in. Who knows? Might get better. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Um, thirteen may be the best because it's done. I'll watch it in a year. You know what that mo- that show feels like also a lot? I was telling Corey this. It feels a lot like. Iron Man 2, where they know they're setting up the Avengers, so there's a lot of setup for Defenders. I'm like, can I just get an Iron Fist story? Right. <laughs> um, Wednesday Comics on Twitter, at Wednesday Comics. Follow Alex at Alex Pastrolo, P-R-O-S-T-R-O-L-L-O. Follow Garrett at Garrett 2188. That's G-A-R-O-T 2188. Follow me, Marvin underscore Sogwero, at Marvin underscore Sogwero. That's S-A-L-G-U-E-R-O. Follow the show, like I said, Wednesday Comics on Twitter and Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics. Click that like button. Let's get those likes up. Likes up? Sounds like you're saying lights up. Likes. Get those likes to likes. 1 million. Uh, follow us on iTunes. Not follow us. Subscribe. And rate, review the show. Go to iTunes. Type in Wednesday Comics. Boom, right there. You know what actually makes me kind of proud? This is kind of a self-indulgent moment for all of us. But I'm a big fan of iFanboy in their comic book. It's also like... Part of the reason we started the show, at least for me, because I, I, listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts, 26 mm-hmm. different ones. Um, and that's one of them for comic book wise. And I was, I was always respecting. And he wonders why he's never caught up on comic <laughs> I was, why do I, I do that? You can listen to a podcast going to work while you're at I work. Know. I'm just kidding. Listen, to be fair, I rode behind Marvin on the way to the movie theater. As we get out of the car, I see him taking his headphones out of his Listen head. to podcasts. Um, what I was going to say is that on iTunes, you can cl- click on it says related and it says other people who subscribe to Wednesday Comics and it lists podcasts. It says other people who listen to Wednesday Comics also subscribe to iFanboy. I was like, good. 
that. That's good. I like that a lot. Um, go to Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and subscribe to the show. Play the show on there. Or rate review. Also, I don't know how that rate review works, but I assume they have the same thing. Um, or you can just go to right to WednesdayComics.com. The show will be posted there every week. And um, you don't click on it. You can listen to it online if you don't want to get one of these podcast catchers or you already have a mobile phone. All you have is a desktop. Go to WednesdayComics.com. You can click on listen online. Let's do it right away. So it's been a good week. I'm, those are okay. What do we got next week? Anything good? X-Men Prime. X-Men Prime. I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. You got two of the boxes. Two of the little... Uh, I got the X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue. You guys now look- that are sitting in the middle of my room, I just keep... I catch myself just looking over at them, just looking at them. You guys are going to have to send your list to me so I know what to pick from your Deadly list. Class because you're going to have other things that I I probably won't talk about, but I'll put on there for you Oh, guys you know what's talk. back next week we should talk about? Lazarus. Oh, yeah. yeah if it's, yeah, if it's actually coming out, I'll put it on there. Back from a hiatus. Speaking of hiatus, Greg Rucka, old guard, going to... Go on a hiatus after number five. Adios for till 2018. But you know what will be coming back? Black Magic. Oh, Black Magic. What was it that I told you that's ending pretty soon? Um, and you were like, you really didn't care that it was ending. I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't care that are ending. Because <laughs> I, I have to admit, I'm, I, I suck at cutting books, but when a book ends, I'm totally cool with it. Right, because it helps. Because it makes it easy for me to cut it because I don't have to. All right, now we're going to oh, go on Amazon and watch the 18 day. High yeah. Country. Ending at issue six. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's ending at issue six. Oh, that's kind of nice. Done. That's fine. It's pretty short, but yeah. That's God's fine. country. I forgot the S. I don't think Donny Cates is a man of. No, he's issues, just six. So six and done. Right. Which he is fine. I, I, you know, I like miniseries. You I know, do but, like that new wave of miniseries. You know what? I can now wait to come out. Jibber's Legacy, number five. Why hasn't that? I'm guessing quietly uh, needs to finish quietly. it up, and I think it's a double size. Yeah. Oh. Um, what I was going to say was that when we were at the movie theater, I was looking at the posters around and being like, you know what? There's a lot of stuff this... I can be as cynical as I want, but there's a lot of stuff coming out this year that I'm like kind of excited to see that. Even like I left the theater and directly right in front of us was that Alien Covenant poster. And I, I was like, you know what? That poster's freaky shit. Looks pretty good. Now... That would might be one you guys can go to without me because I don't care. Oh shit! I was gonna invite you anyways. We know you like space. <laughs> you hate space. You hate aliens, and mm-hmm. you hate Ridley Scott. Of course. That's a trinity of hate. You don't like Gladiator? What's wrong? Oh, I was are thinking, you not entertained? I was thinking Ridley from just um. Shit! What's her name? Isn't it Ridley? Oh, the main character, Ellen Ripley. Ridley. Ripley. Ripley. Right. Ripley. Ridley is. I'm thinking Ridley. You're from, thinking uh, of Ridley Scott, like I just said. No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Ridley yeah, from uh, uh, Metroid. Kimberly and Trini are like Ripley. I've been, I know Marvin loves to hear that. I've been you're like Ripley. Who did I say was the beginning? Blue Ranger. You're Zordon, Marvin. You said you're you said you're Billy. I guess I'm um, your I'm your Red Ranger, Alex. And that I'm gonna be your Alpha. I'm Garrett. Holy shit! Yeah, take that, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, everyone, keep turning those pages. <laughs> <laughs>